Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Thanks for listening to the Von Hessler Doctrine podcast. Remember, you can hear the show every weekday from 9 to noon right here on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's news and talk. Live from the heart of Atlanta, Georgia, and beyond, Hour 1 of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins right now. I am your lovable, huggable, mid-morning chat host, Eric Von Hessler. The other voices you hear are the doctrinaires. Man of a thousand voices, Tim Andrews. Lady of 184.7 characters, Autumn Fisher, has the day off. We do have the man behind the glass, George Clark. And the handsomest producer in all of producery. Name me one. Jared Yamamoto. Name one. I just <laughs> no. Mr. Name Pro- me one. <laughs> Mr. President, I just named folks. Uh, <laughs> Name me one. Name me one, folks. <laughs> folks. <laughs> Name me one. <laughs> That's a kind of a weird call and response he put out there last night. Was he? Uh, if if you're there, because sometimes people did respond, and uh, they supposedly were were uh, rude. When they responded, but uh, that seemed like he wanted somebody to name one. What what was he want? Name one world leader and switch places. You got G. Yeah, okay. All right, that's a weird thing. That's almost like a. That's like a would you rather? (laughs) (laughs) Would you? Would you? Get a little Sanjay on the phone. (laughs) Would you rather be Xi Jinping or uh, some other world leader? Or bad meatballs. That couldn't have been in the speech. That had to be off the top of his head. Nobody would have written a speech where you asked that kind of weird... Let me ask you something. You be the judge. Name me one leader who would trade places with Xi Jinping. Here is the full context. Uh, Democracies have become stronger, not weaker. Stop. Autocracies have become weaker. First of all, as you know, this is the day after the State of the Union, which means your favorite host, of course, didn't watch it. But we're going to break it down. Thanks for that, by the because, way. Because you know, with the yeah, I make I make Jared watch it, and then I get up and I read it the next day, and you can read it in ten minutes. It was seventy two minutes long. Yeah, it was long. How in the world did you even make it through seventy two minutes standing? Adrenochrome <laughs> and caffeine. I mean, he sounds amped up. I mean, yeah, he kept yelling the entire yeah. speech. I'm like, for me in my living room, I'm watching. I'm like, I'm like, Biden, we're right here, buddy. Right. We're right here with you, man. And by the way. If anybody listening that loves this show is a little upset that it's a current event show and the host didn't watch the State of the Union speech, I all I could say to you is uh, I can't imagine having taken the time to watch. I don't watch any. I don't care who the president is. I think the first couple with Trump, I was just wondering how the stand-up act would go. Like maybe I was, you know, maybe who knows what he'll do? Will he take his shirt off? Who knows? Like there was a who knows element to that whole thing. But uh, I find it ridiculous that every year the media jumps on board like they haven't seen this a million times. State of the Union, 95% is a list of things meant to perk up your ears and get your vote, but nothing will ever be done. So I would imagine at 72 minutes, 
there might be 4.5 minutes where in a year you'll think, oh, there was actually action taken. Name me one. I can't yet. Name one action. I, I can't yet. You just gave it. You just gave the speech. <laughs> Democracies have become stronger, not weaker. Autocracies grown weaker, not stronger. Name me a world leader. <laughs> Who yeah. changed places with Xi Jinping? Name me one. Uh, name me one. I, I, hey, all right. Hold on. Hold on. Bulgaria. Let's just name that tune. I can name that world leader in one continent. <laughs> well, I could. I think I could name one that would change places with Xi Jinping. Who? I don't need to shout. Uh, Kim Jong Un. What? Huh? Name me one world leader takes place in Kim Jong-un. No, 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 that wasn't the question. Name one! <laughs> Huge. Oh, he did a Trumpism. Huge. 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 China. You're starting to steal stuff from your predecessor. Well, Nino. Coach, we have to make America great again. Not that much bigger. <laughs> You're picking up the old Magalhães. Republicans don't want to make America great again. They think America is great, but we got to change how better. All right, let's get to uh, prescription so drugs. If you're expecting us to go through the policy, my point of view is I've seen a million of these and almost nothing that was brought up in terms of policy last night. There will be any sort of follow up to or will come to any sort of fruition. So I enjoy conversion. We all do. That's why I hang out with Mike Pence. <laughs> He's the best at conversion. <laughs> Does he use that? Uh, he has a anti, zapper. That anti-gay conversion. He's a zapper. Machine. Yeah, not we that just, much bigger. Yeah, we zap each other with it, just for fun. Just for fun. Then we bring Lindsey Graham in the room, and he runs away. <laughs> yeah, that might as well be a lie detector test. He's not gonna. <laughs> he's not gonna allow himself to get strapped. <laughs> Folks, yeah, that was your transition word for every single paragraph. Folks, folks, every time. And I'm like, Name oh, me one. <laughs> Name one, folks. What? Name me one. <laughs> Who has prescription drugs? What's the, you played something for you right before he went on where uh, he you, you couldn't understand what he was saying. Oh, oh, you better watch out. You don't want him to veto this. This is just garbage. Was, was he talking about if you send this to me, I'll veto it, but nobody, nobody knows what it was? Make no mistake. If you try anything to raise the cost of presenting jobs, I will veto it. <laughs> too many people in America pay too much for premarital jobs. And if you pay too much for premarital and I'll veto it. That was the fourth time I heard it, and I finally made out prescription drugs. <laughs> the first time I heard it, I had no idea what the hell he was saying. Name me one. <laughs> Make no mistake. If you try anything to raise the cost of presenting jobs, I will veto it. Hey, are you going to try to, to cost the cost to raise the cost? <laughs> you try to raise the cost of presenting jobs, you got to veto it. That's your red line, huh? Come on, folks, that's yeah. my red line. For parts you can't put it in your birth. Hey! <laughs> right. Mr. President, you've been going for 70 minutes, man. You they can't. Now, he's an, old, he's an older fellow, gentlemen. We understand that. What is he, 78 or something like that? He's so, 80. He's, is he 80? Yeah, he's 80. He's actually 80? He sounds like my granddad when I would make a long-distance call from his house. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Leave a quarter. <laughs> but, man, so they can't. They can't fill them full of coffee because an 80-year-old's bladder is not able to do a 72-minute deal. Now, not that he, he could be wearing a diaper. wearing a diaper. Okay. But there would be a moment there. It's impossible, I would think, to 
to continue to give a speech, even reading it off the teleprompter, if one is relieving their bladder. There has to be like that moment. Where it looks around. He's like, uh, Maybe that's why he riled up uh, the Republicans by saying they wanted Social Security to die. Maybe it gave him a, gave him a moment where he could step back and just... A peed in a Gatorade bottle. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. Oh! I'll copy. give you a copy, copy of the proposal. A copy. That means Congress doesn't vote. Yay. Well, I'm glad to see you. No, I tell you, I'm, I enjoy conversion. Yeah. He enjoys hey. conversion. Hey, just go to Joe. Three, four, six, eight. It's my old plans there. I enjoy conversion. That was like most of the coverage. I huh? think is that oh, the Republicans were so rude, but that was a little out of bounds, even in terms of. Well, just lying as a politician because he he quickly says it's not the majority. Well, okay, Joe, what is it? Two people in Congress? It's not the majority. As a matter of fact, it's nothing like the majority. Because the truth is, if you want to save Social Security for the next hundred years, you actually would have to act and make some changes. But no one has the. This is America. We'll fix it after it's after it's so obvious that it's broken that it's now going to lead to the next crisis or something. That's when Americans decide. Oh, we need to reform something or we need to do something. The first Social Security check, even though we know it's going to happen, uh, the way America responds to things, the first Social Security check has to not be available for that first recipient. And then we'll turn it into the biggest crisis of all time. The fact that we can see it coming, that doesn't, hey, that's tomorrow. Yeah. America is punt the ball, deal with it tomorrow kind of country. And then, <clears throat> you know what? When we find out it's a crisis, all hands on deck. We'll, yes. we'll do something about this. The truth is, anybody who stands up and says, we need to change this system to save it, is probably, unless they're in the safest district in the world, going to lose their job as a politician because this is the easiest. Any, to make any suggestion for changes is easily wrapped up, commercials made, you want to take away Social Security. When in fact, left as it is, it, you, know, you hear this word sustainable a lot, except in areas where it might be appropriate, like 30 $32 trillion of debt or Social Security uh, in an aging nation that is supposed to go on forever. But don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. You won't get elected. We're America. When the first check isn't available to the first recipient, we were all hands on deck. You know what? We'll overreact. But until then, we're not going to do anything. So my guess is there's probably a couple of libertarian types in there that are saying, we got to do something with this. And when he says not a majority, it's probably not more than five. It's probably not more than five. We are so that was a little... one. <laughs> you're supposed name to name one. Name you're, me one. You're supposed to name them. You brought it up. I have a list of 45 known people right here. <laughs> we are the great procrastinators. That's what we are. So even in the House of Liars, which he was giving his uh, joint session speech in, uh, that one was a little beyond the pale because most of those Republicans will, you know, They'll, they'll apply pretzel logic to keep the Social Security thing just the same. Not because it's the right thing to do, just because you can't handle it and they can't get your vote without saying you know, what you have decided they must say about Social Security. Believe me, most of them are cowards. Most of them aren't looking to end Social Security. Most of them just go along to get along. George Clark tells me that Trump gave his own State of the Union on uh, Truth Social or something. We're trying to dig up. Are there any, is there any audio from that, or was he? No, you, we don't, I don't have to hear it now, but I just want to know. Are there any, oh, yeah. any, are there best of moments? There's some good Trumpian moments in there. For so, sure. 
Trump. Uh, Huge. He's playing. No, that was actually Biden. <laughs> Biden stealing his. Uh, Dropping the H, adding the Y to the word huge. Uh, I saw him truthing all night long. Well, is that that's like tweeting? Is yes, truthing? truthing. I'm truthing. Uh, Trump post photos of Ron DeSantis as a teacher, allegedly partying with high school girls as he ramps up attacks on Republican rival, says the Daily Mail. And I didn't know this, but for one year after he got uh, out of ha- Yale or Harvard, whichever one of those, uh, I think he's a Yaley, uh, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, spent a year teaching high school in Rome, Georgia. That's right, he did. Apparently, this is from there. And taught uh, at Darlington to the 2001-2002 school year. Now, I don't know if there's any evidence that they're underage. Uh, according to the the, the ladies here, um, they were they were seniors at the time. So were they too young to dr- drink? I think they were probably too young to drink. I don't know if they Why were too young. Why didn't he just go to an island like a normal guy? <laughs> You could go to an island, party with him, nobody cares. That's right. You don't do it right there out of the open. You don't do it in the open. I mean, it's stupid. It is funny. 20 years ago, apparently for one year, Ron DeSantis was the cool teacher. (laughs) (laughs) The young, cool teacher. I think he probably bought them beer. And that's not good. No, it's not. You don't drink at all. I just gave him $1,000. You know, here's $1,000, here's $1,000. I mean, I don't need to see your ID. You look old enough for me. I don't care. (laughs) Stormy Daniels got her own drink. Well, that was different. I mean, I was older then, and she was a porn star, and cost a lot more money than, believe me. Believe me. So, also, so Trump did his own State of the Union. I believe... uh, It's terrible. AI Joe. AI Joe. You know, our... uh, Alternative AI president. Uh, he had an alternative State of the Union speech. On January 6, 2021, former President Trump directed Army General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross to release from containment Dr. David Bruce Banner, also known as the Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk teamed up with the Red Skull, a known white supremacist, to break into the Capitol building and prevent the certification of the 2000 election. That is outrageous. That never yeah. happened. There's yeah. no such thing. I mean, come yeah. out his office. That's yeah. outrageous. Come on. You actually did that? And with okay, the, uh, well, uh, who are you with? The Ross. Red Cross? I thought the Red Cross was good. but uh, Well, no. Uh, Thunderbolt Ross is a, is, was a great general, okay? Yeah. He, took, he took a banner, put him under a mountain in a giant steel cage, okay? So that day, I needed all the help I could get. I mean, Nancy Pelosi said no cops. Uh-huh. Uh, Mayor Bowser, you know, from Shanana. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't allow there to be any <laughs> cops. So I had to have the Incredible Hulk. I didn't know he was going to lose his mind and yeah, smashing a little more angry than you thought he was going to be. Well, I mean, he was enraged, and then the Red Skull shows up. I mean, there's good superheroes <laughs> on both sides. <laughs> there are, there good. are good superheroes on both sides. Name me one. Okay, the Incredible Hulk, David Banner. Usually, well. when he's not losing it and freaking out, he's you know he wears glasses. I enjoy about, conversion. He talks about the Earth and the economy. Uh, another moment, you know, AI Joe quite often tells us because you can hear that AI Joe sounds a little younger. This is how Joe sounds to himself in his head. Yeah. And uh, AI Joe will often tell us the the real priorities of uh, the president. And uh, I guess she just kind of left this out of the real speech. But uh, AI Joe is upset about uh, all of these uh, MAGA moms out there trying to get these books thrown out of the library that, uh, you know, teach their uh, 10-year-olds how to have sex. I won't rest until every boy, girl, non-binary, third gender, two-spirit, Z and passing kid is able to learn how to properly apply a condom to someone's junk and where to purchase organic, sustainable, gluten-free, vegan lubrication gel. In fact, not buy it, because my plan will pay to provide it for them. You are a visionary. I mean, I don't know about you, but AI Joe there. 
I think I like AI Joe. He knows what's going on. I liked AI Joe's uh, State of the Union better than yours. I have to say, not a lot of shouting. Yeah, we're yelling. You were yelling. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of yelling. Name me one. It was a strange moment, I guess, uh, according to Jared, who I made watch the entire speech. Thanks again. I certainly wasn't going to do that. Uh, According to Jared, uh, he started off with a lot of, like, uh, congratulations to Republicans for this and Democrats for that, a little bipartisanship. Yeah. uh, I was encouraged by the beginning of it. And then you believe that uh, at some point he looked around and realized he'd left Chuck Schumer out, which led to a complete non sequitur that uh, lands in ellipses. And congratulations to Chuck Schumer. Another, uh, you know, another term as Senate Minority uh, Leader. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think you. Uh, only this time you have a slightly bigger majority, Mr. Leader. You're the Majority Leader. About that much bigger. Yeah. Well, I tell you what. <laughs> blah 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 blah. Hey, look who else is here. I tell you what. I tell you what, Doug, look up in the balcony. You got Jill's best friend, Bono. Bono? What the hell was he doing there? Bono's the lead singer of America's greatest Irish band, U2. And who could forget U2's classic album, Songs of Innocence? Is that your favorite U2 album? Is that the one that they put on your uh, iPad or your um, We bought an iPhone. iPhone. You couldn't get rid of it. I dare you to name one song. (laughs) Yeah, that album always would play. Goodness gracious. Was Bono there for uh, the Ukraine thing? I think so. How does Bono not look in the mirror and see a douchebag? That's a good question. Oh, he was going to Maybe you ought to spend some time trying to write a song that will that anybody will remember. What's the last one? Beautiful Day. 2000. How to build an atomic bomb. We had to get him there Great and tell al- him not to do it. Great album, though. Then he gave all the technology from that album to Kim Jong-un. Oh, so you had him there as a trick. He's Keeping in prison. Keeping your eye on him. You know another thing. Yeah. Jill likes to listen to you too, and she's making out with the second gentleman. Whoa, no! That would be. Hey, Come hands on. off her, pal. <laughs> Whoa. She's my babysitter, uh, teacher, doctor. Dr. Jill, babysitter, teacher. You know, before. She's yours. She's mine. She belongs to me. You know, before the speech on MSNBC, your former spokesperson, uh, Jen Psaki, said how amazing of a storyteller you are, and you sure delivered last night. What he needs to do is tell a story. Joe Biden is an amazing Darn. storyteller. I mean, you Darn. sit in the Oval Office, Crane can tell you, and he can story tell for six hours. I'll bet he can. <laughs> 1966. <laughs> I was working at a pool. I was swimming in the pool, and there were jer- shirts hanging on the wall, and I said, I wonder where those shirts were made. I went over, and I looked at the label. Sure enough, they were made in Texas. I said, well, that's great, but we could do better. Uh, uh, Mr. Press, press so I called my friend so who lived in Vietnam, and I said, when this war is over, what we need to do is start making wool shirts. We need, a, we need an answer. So we sipped a bunch of sheep. Mr. President, you have a 930, Mr. President. Well, we got a couple more hours to tell the story. So the sheep, they took a boat to Vietnam, and when they got to Vietnam, they were sheared. (laughs) What were they? Sheared. What a great story. Although, I absolutely did not watch the State of the Union speech last night. That's any president, by the way. I just hate that speech. I've gotten to the point in my life now, I don't vote anymore, so I don't need to keep up with these things. They're all liars. Hey, look, he did a particularly good job of lying. That's basically the way they analyze these things. And just those speeches in particular are just the worst. They're, they're, I guess, saying anti-American is hyperbole. But it's anti the idea of America. All that pomp and circumstance that goes on at the beginning is exactly what we were, we had a, a war with the king of England over. Like we don't we're not like that. We don't 
we're just going to send people, they're going to do their thing, and then, you know, some will be corrupt and some will be good, and some will hang on too long, but, you know, every 20-some-odd years, we'll have quite a turnover with the people who are running the country. And the State of the Union speech was something that I believe the president used to write and send to Congress. And then probably in the era of radio, it got started to where, and then with television, it became a big television show, Pomp and Circumstance. There's some idea that uh, Americans, whether they know it or not, they kind of want some sort of royal family or that kind of thing. I don't, that doesn't apply to me, but it may be, it may fulfill some need that people have, but it's just a bunch of pomp and circumstance. I don't know that it's anti-American, but the idea of America never included, you know, two standing ovations that go on and on and on and on before the president of the United States begins to speak. And that's built in. That's what I can't stand. It means it cheapens the idea of a standing ovation. A standing ovation should be something that's so organic, no one in the audience really knew that that was going to happen until it happened. It's like, oh, that performance was so good. That first Susan Boyle, she came out there looking like a broken down old housewife and started singing like a beautiful songbird. An and the audience didn't know. The audience didn't know. When she, was, when she stepped out on that stage, the audience did not know that they were going to be just completely dazzled. And so they responded. But this idea is now there's going to be two long clapping breaks before he even speaks because first the sergeant at arms is going to present the, the president and then the I think it's the uh, the uh, House representatives the majority leader again introduces the president and if you're going to be clapping that long what the hell we might as well stand up and stretch our legs so that's two built-in protocol standing ovations before you hear the speech, which is going to be long, boring, and ultimately not a guide map to anything that actually happens in an administration. What do you raise your hand for? Well, I was going to say uh, an- another example of an organic, modern standing ovation was when Freddie Freeman came back to town as a Los Angeles yeah. Dodger. We didn't know whether or not Truist Park was going to right. give him a standing ovation right. or not. And of course, yeah. maybe some did. people thought they were going to boo, and then they were, they were overtaken by the yeah. moment. I want exactly. to say thank you. So yeah, that's it's all a bunch of stuff. There's there there theoretically there should be zero pomp and circumstance to American life, especially when it deals with leaders. You know, especially you can have some pomp and circumstance around Memorial Day or July Fourth or things like that. But in terms of, hey, leader, we want you to know how much we love you, pomp and circumstance, that's not an American thing. And it wasn't there from the beginning. And so it's just a big show. And to me, if you're going to be a big show, be an interesting show. This is a big, boring show. Blame President Coolidge. He was the first ra- radio broadcast, yeah. or had the first radio broadcast of his state of the Yeah, I think before then, there was just a letter that was written to Congress. They probably released it to the newspapers and, and all that. And I, I didn't watch last night, but I could predict this. Uh, once again, joined by Ukrainians, ambassador to the United States. Hold on, hold on. I want to say, I want to say that uh, they—they're always saying that, boy, uh, the left and the right. This is a 50-50 country. These Democrats, these Republicans, my goodness, they couldn't agree on the time of day if they're both wearing digital watches. For heaven's sakes, these—they just don't get along. But I didn't have to watch the speech to know the one place that you. Not only do you get along, you have no debate. It, we are all on one page, and that's uh, spending a whole lot of our money 
to exacerbate and extend a war that has nothing to do with any of our grandchildren on the other side of the world. My, 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 this 50-50 country, when it comes to forever war, my goodness, are we united. We're once again joined by Ukrainian's ambassador to the United States. She represents not her and just her nation, but huh? the courage of her people. Ambassador, is, our ambassador is here. No. United, we're in uniting our support uh, of your country. Oh no! Will you stand so we can all take a look at you? <laughs> look at. Thank you. Take a look at you. All right, here we go. We're going to stand with you as long as it takes. Words mean things. Words have meanings. All of us are just on board with as long as it takes. Do any of us think, will that be as long as Afghanistan or long? When you say that, you're listening to me right now and you're all on board because Putin must be stopped. Are you really in for as long as it takes? Maybe you think you are. Here's something that's kind of a slight divergence. What about as much as it takes? You're in for as long as it takes so long as this is the level of give. But we're building up to where more weapons and more money, maybe three years from now, maybe not seen as being enough. But we got Putin close. Maybe we can knock him over. We need to send American troops. You're in for as long as it gets. Are you in for as much as it gets? Or are you thinking, I don't know how this happens. They print money. It goes places. Might as well go there. Right? I think a lot of people are. I'll tell you right now. The American people think they're behind this. If 17 American soldiers were killed over there, we'd be out. There would be uh, people in the streets. And that's your clue that we don't belong there. Because if you're not willing to lose life to win a war, <clears throat> you're halfway in. The worst place to be with a war. War is awful, and probably 90% of them that have happened were unnecessary. But there's nothing worse than being half in. So if you're not willing to give life in order for a war to be won, you have no business in that war. By the way, I'm not asking for the lives of your sons and daughters. I'm with the first. There's no reason to be involved with this. And we just have this political rhetoric and you clap, but do you really, 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 really believe that? That as an American citizen, you're in for as long as it takes. Because if you are, the intelligence people are licking their lips. My, 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 have they got you. After Iraq and after 20 years in Afghanistan, you're showing them just a little tweaking here, a little tweaking here. Yeah, we've got the appetite. And, and, and then they've learned a lesson. Try not to get American soldiers killed. Because that's when the American people really care. They have some kind of vague notion that there's a money machine in Washington, D.C. that never really affects them. So if you want to print money and send it over there, that's fine. But you, yourself, this is the mistake I made by being caught up with the last go-round, 2000s. And what I've decided is I no longer support any war that I am not willing to lose my children over. Meaning it's not up to me to send them, but I would be okay 
with sending them. And that should be your standard, too, because there are far too many wars, and they happen because people support them for goofy, douchebaggy reasons. Like it makes them feel good inside. Well, you're not going to be ducking live fire, so it's going to be easier for this to make you feel good inside. We're doing something. We're doing something good. We're America. We only do good. The evidence is long on that. These wars that we get involved with between people who've been going at each other for hundreds or thousands of years almost always works out. No, it doesn't ever, ever, ever. It never works out. But these politicians who are so-called, you know, 50-50, they can't agree on anything. They're right on that. When it comes to supporting anything that the military-industrial complex demands, we have no 50-50 country. If you're on the left, I got a story for you. If you're on the right, I got a story for you. And if I'm an intelligence agency, I have unlocked this thing. I've got 70-year-olds and 24-year-olds in favor of a war on the other side of the world. They are licking their lips. They have got you for anything. You know, I was thinking about the regular media ignoring the Twitter files because all of their best sources are the people who are being exposed in these Twitter files, as they themselves are. Again, Hamilton 68, look it up. Media's not going to let you know. Talk about egg on their face. Why would they let you know that they fell for a scam? But it's in there. You know, a lot of people tell you that it's not worth looking at, and you could just believe that and keep on moving and maybe enjoy 17 different TikTok videos in 12 minutes. Or you could wonder about that and think, well, it is there. I could go look at it. I don't think that it will ever really be reported on properly. But I was thinking, it doesn't really matter to me or people like me. I was having lunch with a friend. I brought up Elon Musk's name, and he just freaked out. So a lot of people hate Elon Musk. I don't love him. I, don't, I think he's an interesting dude. I don't worship him. I don't... Think of him as the future leader of the world. He's an interesting dude that's done some interesting things, and he's human. And so you see the good and the bad almost an equal, you know, because it's out there. But I don't think, I don't know, I, I, for a while I thought the House Republicans, because they have some power, they're going to go in there, and this will become news, that, but, but I'm not so sure about that. I think they'll be ignored as long as they can. And then I'm like, well, no, probably they're not going to do it either because they're afraid. These intelligence agencies have been around forever. They've got the dirt on everyone in Congress. And as you know, listening to me, because it applies to you, everyone's got at least one thing they don't want anyone else to find out about. That's the key to the intelligence agencies, always having support. How do they get it from both sides in a 50-50 country? No problem. Very interesting. But Elon's contribution was letting us see what politicians and the intelligence agencies are doing. Just transparency. Politicians are not going to do anything to rein them in because they're all afraid of the intelligence agencies. But for those unafraid to take a look, the kind of country we actually live in is laid bare in the Twitter files. If you have the courage to look... It's there, and now you know that you're not a conspiracy theory weirdo when you say things on your radio show like the intelligence agencies in this country are completely out of control.
the Von Hessler Doctrine. It's so improv and so real and so funny. Weekdays 9 till noon on 95.5 WSB. A lot that I did expect in that State of the Union speech that I didn't watch last night, but I got myself up to speed. 72 minutes. I wonder how long, if I just read the speech, I bet you could do it in 12. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> I couldn't do it like Biden and his, look, oh, you know, stopping everyone. Look. At hey, least whatever they gave him, he was, jump. Amped, he was amped up and he, he and his folks, up. I mean, you, like it was a, a much, it was a much better speech than last year. Name me one. <laughs> Name me one. Name me one. I enjoy conversion. That's my favorite. <laughs> I don't even get it. What well, he meant conversation, is that it? Because he, 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 he said, oh, Republicans, they, they want to let Social Security sunset. And then Republicans go, ah, yeah. play the I thing. enjoy conversion. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. Oh, hey. Hey. Let me give you anybody who doubts it. Hey. Contact my office. I'll give you a copy. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. That means Congress doesn't vote. Well, I'm glad to see you. No, I tell you, I, I enjoy conversion. So you make conversation, right? If you want to have conversion, go to Joe. <laughs> Two, four, Sullivan. About that much bigger? You know, they got that upset. Was uh, They didn't want uh, the American people to think that there actually were two different parties who had different ideas about things. Whoa! We all understand it's unsustainable, but no, we're not going to say, hey, keep on walking, keep on marching. We're going to march this one right into the water. No. How dare you suggest to the American people there are two different parties with different ideas up here. No, we're all on board. Uh, Forever wars in Eastern Europe and uh, a completely unsustainable social security system that's supposed to provide for a country that's doing nothing but aging and aging and aging and aging and aging. Got to give hope and optimism to the American people here, Eric. I know a lot of you always kid me for always quoting my dad, but my dad used to say, Joey, a job's about a lot more than a paycheck. (laughs) He really would say this. It's about a lot more than a paycheck. It's about your dignity. It's about respect. It's about being able to look your kid in the eye and say, honey, it's going to be okay and mean it. Well, folks. Folks. So let's look at the results. We're not finished yet. We're not finished yet. Finish the job. Stay in the union is we're not finished yet. Most of the stuff is, it's politicians. They all lie all the time. Most of it I expected. Here was one moment uh, from the State of the Union speech last night that uh, I, I just didn't expect this at all. Tonight's State of the Union address is brought to you by Pfizer. <laughs> well, what is it? <laughs> Hour two of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins right now. Name me one. All right. How about four? Hey, relax, Mr. President. I can't. I'm amped up on amphetamines. Apparently something. (laughs) The whole speech, man. (laughs) We're right there in the living room, man. We're watching you, buddy. 72 minutes of that. called a lid at 11 last night. Folks! Oh, yeah, he'll be asleep. He's just waking up now. (laughs) Is that what he sounds Mm -hmm. like? Huge. Hey. We we heard that, that one part. Was it that was the surprise? The uh, <laughs> what the advertising was for State of the Union. Tonight's State of the Union address is brought to you by Pfizer. I didn't expect that. 
folks, the good folks at Pfizer wanted everybody to know. Uh, Pfizer, how come I can't? How come we're not getting this Pfizer money? Are we the only damn show in the world? You're not on board with Pfizer. Well, you got to get you know, on board. A nice big fat check might uh, cha- start changing my mind. Come you got to be like uh, Megan Rapino and get your fifth check. Yeah, no, that's it. Like, hey, you give me, you write a big enough, Pfizer writes a big enough check to this show, The Von Hessler Doctrine. I'll be out. Hey, folks, your ninth booster. It's time. Let's go. Or, Let's go. Or you could easily just dress up as Satan for WSB Plus and just. Oh yeah, Pfizer. Pfizer was the sponsor of Sam Smith. Sam Smith's Satan Show. It's got everybody talking because the fire was still going. The devil horns and all that. I love the Grammys. It was my favorite thing. That's why I donate so much money. Satan? No, I'm the CEO of Pfizer. Yeah, what's the difference? <laughs> Tonight's State of the Union address is brought to you by Pfizer. Aren't people listening? Uh, why would How come 60 minutes? It's going to be a dark spring. <laughs> remember that nonsense? From oh, a- yes. oh, yeah. How can I remember that nonsense within so much nonsense that's always nonsensical? It falls over each other. <laughs> Wrap it up. The nonsense. The nonsense. It's like wrap it up, uh, tie it to a stick, and be like a hobo going down the track. Everlasting gobstopper of nonsense. (laughs) You know, you went after your predecessor a little bit. Predecessor Nidu. Yeah, you did. You went after him uh, during your speech last night. Nearly twenty-five percent of the entire national debt that took over two hundred years to accumulate was added by just one administration alone. The last one. They're the facts. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> the thing is, that's technically correct, I'm sure, but it's if if the previous president had not spent that much money. So you can do that. Hey, I took over. It was the worst economy since the Great Depression. Well, yeah, if you don't mention that there was a, a, an epidemic, a pandemic, a lockdown, people were told they can't go to work, we had to print a bunch of money, and the the interesting thing is Biden and the Democratic Party um, supported every single thing that created that situation, but this is what liars, not the Democrats, the politicians, all of them, they don't give an F about you. They care about one thing, winning. How do I manipulate your mind so that I get more power? That's all that there is. I'm not telling you something that you haven't heard before, but maybe you haven't thought about it enough lately. Yes, what he said was true. But also, if Donald Trump hadn't spent that much money at that time, he would have been called, well, he was already called everything. They just would have called him more of it. 80% of it, uh, by the way, uh, legitimate. There's only 20%. More like 50. Over there. <laughs> you think it's just 50? I think possibly you could get yeah. away with just 50. Yeah. but that's uh, So that's the whole thing. I used to think that uh, politicians were the worst because of their lying. But now uh, I think it's, it's actually the, the people who are actually worse are the people who work for politicians. They have to lie so that the politician gets power, so that they can bask in that spotlight a little bit. Their power gets raised up. Now you see these people in campaigns during campaign just lying constantly, you know. If uh, um, 
If Herschel Walker was such a danger to society, why did all the talk about it stop after he didn't win? If Republicans are truly concerned about Warnock's uh, wife and all of that, is ex-wife now? Ex-wife, I think. Uh, um, if, if, the, if the Republicans are truly concerned about that, how come they haven't mentioned it since? It's, actually, the politicians at least want something that, who knows? But I've decided the worst. The worst are like young people who get involved in political campaigns. Those are the worst human beings alive. Because they have no context. They think, ah, we're lying a little bit here. Nobody's done this before. We'll get elected. And then we'll work it out. But it's so early on that these people convince themselves, it's okay for me to lie because if we win, most people do better. Okay, that's called rationale. So politicians, as horrible as they are, I actually think the worst people are the people on campaigns. I will go for six months and tell you about how this other person that, I, that, I'm, that my guy is running against, um, I'm going to tell you how dangerous this person is. True danger. And then the second the election is over, you'll never hear me bring that up again. Do you think like if I, let, let's say I was like one of these, let, like, let's say like uh, not only uh, uh, a sex criminal, is that what you call them, sex criminals, uh, people who have been, been jailed for their sex crimes. Let's say that someone was going to move into your neighborhood. You're like, hey, I got to let people know. This guy's moving in the neighborhood. Not sex a, offender. Not a, he, went to, he went to, yeah, sex offender with the sex crimes. They, uh, not only, he got out of prison before, five years ago, and he did it again. And now he's been in prison for a couple years. So uh, I'm going to let the neighbors know. Do you think there's some arbitrary midnight? You would just go, okay, I'm going to stop talking about that. If you really thought that someone was a danger. If you work for a campaign, you are worse than the guy or gal who's lying at the top of the campaign. Because you're, you're lying to people, so someone else gets power. There's got to be something to the idea, I'm going to lie so that I get power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're lying and lying and lying and lying because on election night, you want to be able to dance rather than cry, and you've got friends who disagree with you, and you get the upper hand. And you're willing to lie like hell about human beings for that. So they're just the worst class there is. All politicians and the campaign around them and the media that continually acts like they haven't seen stories they've seen nine billion times before. Hey, at least the vice president was honest about it when she said, it was a campaign. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, she basically accused Joe Biden of being a white supremacist racist right. in their primary debate. And then she had no problem being the VP. And when she was asked about it, she said, it was a campaign. Like, oh, so... You all lie all the time during debates? Is that it? It was a debate. But we were looking for power. And then in search, what she really meant was, at that point, I thought that it was a possibility that I could get the most powerful position in the world. And when you dangle that kind of power in front of me, I'm more than willing to point the finger at somebody who's not a white supremacist and not a racist, obviously, for all their faults. That's not one of them. But you have to understand, I had ultimate power dangling in front of me. So therefore, in my mind, my world, that makes it okay to point to somebody that I know for a fact isn't racist and accuse them of being racist. I'm absolved. There was power being dangled before me. You all understand this. It's okay to lie constantly in the pursuit of power. Everybody understands this. 
I think Colbert got it because he was like nodding and agreeing with her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, just, you know, the, the what's going on right now? The debt ceiling. Anybody who's been in media more than four years has seen this before. Most of us have seen it, I don't know, five to seven times. And uh, they all get worked up, crank it up again. This could be the end. If we default, I mean, it's going to be awful. I mean, it will be terrible. And just like the other five to seven times, I don't know how many times in my lifetime, and uh, it's never... It's never gotten to the point that we mourned of. And then the media just cranks it up again. Oh, boy. We could be nearing the end again. You're probably not nearing the end of anything if you can say nearing the end again. If you can put the word again to it, probably it's going to work out like the last 17 times and actually won't be the end. But Janet Yellen, our Treasury Secretary, said this a couple days ago. You know, she's brilliant. She sounds brilliant. Every responsible member of Congress um, must agree to raise the debt ceiling. It's something that simply can't be negotiable. Then why do we have it? Because it's non-negotiable. Then why do we have it? Why do we have to stop and consider? Why do we have a debt ceiling? What is the debt ceiling fight? Obviously, there's a ceiling, and then you go beyond the ceiling, which we always do. But there's a rule that says before you can go beyond the ceiling and spend more than what we said you could spend, you have to stop, and you have to deliberate, and you have to agree to extend the ceiling. But, and I said, I, I don't care if this guy's from office space. I told, Sounds I like Janet Yellen. That if they move my desk one more time, then, then, I'm, then I'm quitting. I'm going Stop to quit. and think for a second. What are they telling you? That it's important that we have a debt ceiling, but it's more important that we never pay attention to the debt ceiling. It's just a ritual is what it is. Makes us feel good. What do we do it for? Get together this time, raise the debt ceiling to $250 trillion, and we never have to worry about it again. But I'm betting somebody loses the opportunity to gain power. We've been, uh, I've been pretty serious today. I didn't mean to come in being all serious. But you know what? Sometimes, what do people tell themselves when they want to feel like they're important? What? I'm speaking truth to power. Well, that and also the president set the tone last night with this yelling. Hey! Name me one. Name me one. Name me one. What a stupid kind of question to put out there. He doesn't even know what he's saying. <laughs> name <laughs> name me one leader who would trade places with Xi Jinping. Democracies have become stronger, not weaker. Autocracies grown weaker, not stronger. Name me a world leader. Who changed places with Xi Jinping? Name me one. Uh, Name me one. We're going to be doing a new reality show brought to you by Pfizer. It's called Country Swap. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to swap. You can swap. Xi Jinping Jinping could become the president premier of China, which he sort of already is, so that's not really good. What about the Uh, president of uh, Germany? Trudeau maybe swaps maybe with Trudeau uh, Xi swaps with Xi. Well, I mean, it's nobody notices any no, difference. Nobody notices any difference. Uh, George, did you have something you wanted to tell me there? You I, were... I think he's commending himself for trading blows with Xi Jinping. Oh, is he trading blows with him? Is that, is he fighting? Saying... He often does. Uh, did he do a little boxing when he was a teenager or something? He quite often goes into the boxing. Back when I was a boxer, when I was going to Harvard, 
<laughs> and I was the top student at their <laughs> law school. Who slide more, you or George Santos? I would wrap a chain around my wrist and get in a boxing glove on top of it. And boy, I could knock a lot of people out. So you say that if who 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 in here wants to fight me? Is that what he? Hey, Ed, step up! Bring it on! I'll meet you out behind the convenience store. God, Ted Cruz, bring it on! Name me one. Ah! <laughs> 3.30, you and me, none of your buddies. <laughs> he reminds me, remember Norm McDonald would do that old man? Ah! Yeah. That's what he sounds like. Ah! But I just see Norm McDonald's face. Ah! <laughs> With all that being said, I have to give it to him, at least during the speech, compared to last year's State of the Union, he did keep it moving. I'd say his 72 was, minutes. That's not keeping it moving. Uh, it was. I still have faith. This, this says to me, how many people watched that speech? However many people. <laughs> I'm not sure My what the ratings goodness. are yet. Americans still do have a little grit and stick to itiveness. <laughs> stick to it. <laughs> His speech made Bill Clinton's look like they were done by Evelyn Wood. Because <laughs> Clinton would ramble on and on and on. Now, hold on. Let's deconstruct that for people listening at, uh, at, home? Their, at home and in their uh, vehicles. Uh, Evelyn Wood is a famous speed reader. Yes, teach you how to read without... So what you're saying was uh, Clinton would, was long and drawn out enough. Right. Because with Clinton, it was all about the spotlight. The spotlight was on him. He was, he was kind of like Trump. Yeah. He, just wasn't gonna, he wasn't gonna budge out of the spotlight. So your joke, because a lot of people don't know Evelyn Wood. What was the name of that? It uh, was, uh, was just called Speed Reading. It was a course. I, was, I knew people like, they would tell me, yeah, yeah, I read that book. And then you watch them read and their fingers never <laughs> stop moving. So, How are you reading? How could that possibly work? How are you reading? I'm looking for it. key sentences and paragraphs. Uh, hold on, give me a second. I'm reading War and Peace. <laughs> Done. Oh, well, yeah, that's a masterpiece. <laughs> so Evelyn Wood was your reference there. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't know that everybody would know who Evelyn Maybe was. two or three people yeah, out of sure. a thousand. I know That's a all lot of you always kid me for always <laughs> quoting my dad, but my dad used to say, Joey, a job's about a lot more than a paycheck. He really would say this. About drinking. It's about a lot more than a paycheck. <laughs> it's about your dignity. Yeah. It's about respect. Uh, it's about being able to look your kid in the eye and say, honey, it's going to be okay. And mean it. And mean it. Well, folks. Folks. So let's look at the results. What? We're not finished yet. Okay, that makes no We're sense. We're not done yet. By the way, McDonald's, no more non, 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 non-competes. If you work at McDonald's and you want to go work at Burger King, oh, yeah, you shouldn't yeah. have to sign a non-compete. Okay, yeah. If he's working at Burger King, he's going to walk across town. Yeah, oh, I heard I them. Know, these idiotic things. You don't sign a non-compete Can you Subway. do me a favor? How about like half amount of this energy uh, put into trying to end the stupid war in Ukraine? Long as it takes. No, he's going to protect. Long as it takes. He's going to protect Taylor Swift fans from junk fees too. That was another. Oh, for heaven's sakes! Yeah, the Swifties. <laughs> Swifties are going to buy tickets to see show. That's why Bono oh. is here. I think for Bono. some reason. Why was Bono there? <laughs> why was Bono there? Was he just in town? He's going to sing Sunday Bloody Sunday at the end of the speech. He gets on his knees and services Zelensky all day long. So it's probably Ukraine. He's very imagine. good at it, I might add. Well, yeah, well, you, you know, hardly listen. know it's not a woman. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> Name one. Not that much bigger. <laughs> My favorite part of that is that you hardly know. Hardly. <laughs> I mean, if you open eyes, you know, because he has hair plugs. Yeah, that's it's getting kind of sad, huh? Huge. I'm a little confused about something. I know that upsets the audience because they expect me to be 
On it. You are the host. They're just regular people going through their lives. I'm on the radio. It's okay for them to be confused about something. It's not okay for me to be confused about something. I'm supposed to be here as a guiding light. I loved that show. Uh, the uh, the sitcom? No, it was not a the soap sitcom. opera. Soap opera, that's right. Yes. Yeah, I remember it. Uh, my mom in the 70s watched The Guiding Light and also something called uh, Search for Tomorrow. That was another one. And there was The Secret Storm. Oh, remember I don't know that, that one? one. The Secret Storm. If I mm. look it up, maybe I'm conflating two things and I'm getting it wrong. But I do remember... Uh, in pleasure or sorrow, search for tomorrow. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> the Secret Storm, uh, American soap opera. Yeah, nineteen fifty-four. Twenty seasons. Yeah. yeah, my mom. Apparently, there weren't enough people like her because I don't think the Secret Storm made it out of the seventies. No, I don't think that rolled into the General age. Hospital. Uh, Although maybe it did because you know General Hospital made soap operas cool with college students. Yep. The final episode was... So, Jimmy Carter had depressed the nation so much that college students started having parties surrounding watching soap operas. I skipped school so I could watch Luke and Laura get married. And it turns out that uh, I never watched all that stuff. I remember it all going on. I just never watched it. I remember the phenomenon going on. And years later, it might have been you, somebody told me that that whole relationship, which was supposed to be, oh, it's Luke and Laura, they're going to... It started out with sexual assault, apparently. Yeah, he assaulted her in a van. Yeah. Uh, now, did they just pretend that didn't happen no, once they, they did the she research? She fell in love with him after that. She was married to a guy named Scotty. I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea while this was going on that Luke sexually assaulted her, and that's how the whole thing started. Yeah. I was an innocent back then. The thing that's confusing me is this movie 80 for Brady. Yeah, it made ten million dollars last uh, twelve million dollars, and I pronounced it a flop. But the marketing almost looks like that was a soft rollout, and maybe they're not in all theaters yet. I don't know what it seems like. They're still the way that people are showing up on these stupid shows. Who's in the? Who's the actor? Is it Harry Hamlin or whatever? Is no, no. Who's the actor we keep seeing? Harry Hamlin's been on TV a lot. I don't know if he's in. Yeah, I think he's in it. Yeah, he is in it. He plays Dan. Oh, well, I'll look for that. No last name? Just Dan? <laughs> Dan. Who are you? I'm Dan. 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 You, didn't, you need to know no more than that. <laughs> Jane Fonda plays Trish. Yeah. Sally Field plays Betty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rita Moreno plays Maura. Uh-huh. And Lily Tomlin plays Lou. All right, so they're the, this is based on a true story where these friends, they're all 80 years of age or thereabouts, and they decide that they want to go see Tom Brady play in the Super Bowl. Unfortunately for... Atlanta, if this thing does become a hit, it's the Super Bowl where we were up 28 to 3. And uh, imagine if those old ladies had gone that far and it was just like, you know, beat down 37 to 3. And that would have been. That, would, so that wasn't better. worth it. What a loser. Um, oh, by the way, Rob Gronkowski plays himself. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Sag card. Yeah. So, 80, for, so does Tom Brady. I've seen him dressed up in the. He's in there as well. He's not on the IMDb. Really? 80 for Brady. First of all, I'm confused whether or not it's out, because I wanted to pronounce it a flop. So we wouldn't have to worry about the You want it to be a flop. I want it to be a flop. And then, uh, you know, it wasn't always called 80 for Brady. The the working title was Almost Dead. (laughs) (laughs) But they thought thought it was too much like Almost Famous People. (laughs) Also, I would love, you know, you could put stuff in this movie that would make it interesting. I'm sure it's not there. Sex scene? 
Yeah, like if Jane Fonda was like, uh, you know, given fate. No, 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 no. Like a security guard to get in the, the oh, game, you know, like like that scene from the wall. Yeah. <laughs> wow, we have a lot of football. Maybe for Brady inside that eighteen wheeler, like yes. in the wall. <laughs> Are all we're of gonna, these your footballs? We're going to get... Well, this isn't deflated. <laughs> <laughs> Want to take a sitz bath? Yeah, of course, there are some people that uh, won't uh, won't watch Jane Fonda in anything because of the whole Vietnam stuff. It. Well, I mean... She was naive. I think that she has said that she would not do that again. She was an idiot when and she did that. And apologized for it. But... You know, the thing is, with the, with the other side, um, and it was outrageous what she did. I mean, what she did was outrageous in the Vietnam War. Just whether you're for the war or against the war, what she did was outrageous. Getting on that uh, anti-aircraft. Anyway, yeah. you know, that was outrageous to do in a time of war. Even if you're, it's not outrageous to be against the Vietnam War. It's just outrageous to go to the enemy and, and do that. And I think she knows that. She's apologized for it. But like with the other side, the people who hate her, the story, the mythology of, of it just gets even larger. You know, she spit in a soldier's eye. <laughs> I hear to this day she follows veterans around, and when they're not looking, she sticks out her foot and trips them. She went on a date with Saddam Hussein. She sure did. But what she did was outrageous. But that doesn't mean she's not the hottest thing in the history of the world in Barefoot in the Park. Those, both of those things could be true. Mm-hmm. I like Barbarella. Yeah, that's a little over the top for me. Oh, yeah? A little too much. A little too much when she's flying around at the beginning. Yeah, no top yeah, on. When you're 13 and you see that for I the first time, I happen to respect Whoa. her acting abilities. Me too. Okay. Although I just did point out that she's the sexiest thing in the world on Golden Pond. She's pretty nice in that too. Yeah, middle aged, not interested. <laughs> Good enough for Dabney Coleman. Hey, I've already been. I've been with the same person for 35 years. My fantasies don't. Oh, that's somebody I'd rather be with for 35 years. <laughs> <laughs> they don't start at like 48, however old she was in, on Golden Pond. I have an answer to your initial question about this movie. You ever hear that? Hold on. Have you ever? Well, I'll get to it. <laughs> you ever hear the one where supposedly when she was, uh, sup- I don't even know if this actually happened, that she met with some POWs while she was over there? I don't even know if that happened, but maybe it did. Um, but supposedly. One of them gave her a crumpled up piece of paper that had somehow would have helped them, and then she uh, she just threw it in the trash. Oh. Which I don't know how people would know that, but I don't think that ever happened. But the story just kept getting, you know. Don't you think she would have been? And then helped. somebody told me first she first she blew her nose on it, then threw it in yeah, the trash. It's like, in it his kept face. getting, yeah, yeah, it just kept getting more and more and more. And, but no doubt that what she did was outrageous, and she has, I think, apologized for that. I've um, looked it up before. Uh, there was a there was a sixty minutes thing about twenty years ago. I think she was asked about it. Remember, she did a book tour, and uh, one veteran spit in, spit on her during a signing, hmm. and she was like, "Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I would get tested. I mean, you don't know who these people are spitting on you." <laughs> I told this her. is what I found. I I I don't want another man's saliva on me unless I have asked for it. Right? You don't want it. You just don't willy-nilly you know, yeah. people walking up. Just spitting on you. Tossing their saliva on you. However, if you have requested, that's the green light. I told her I liked it's my the, safe word, saliva. They, I said, uh, I liked uh, they shoot horses, don't they? And she looked at me and she went, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> and then I left the room because I was nervous to be around her. It's always sunny. And, oh, we went to a, a one time, uh, the old Funky Bunch show. 
Uh, we went to Chris Chandler, not Chris Chandler, who was the anchor here. Chris Chandler, who was the quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons when they went and lost their first Super Bowl. That one, not nearly as painful. <laughs> he, got the, he got them there, him and Steve DeBerg. Yeah, then the whole Eugene should, Robinson and whatever. We should not have beat the Vikings in the NFC Championship that year, but we did. Well, we had a duel. We had two kickers that uh, didn't want to hit a field goal, and then finally our kicker did. So, And he's in the Hall of Fame now. Well, she, he doesn't believe we should have been there. Yeah, I know. Anyway, we, there was a big party. for. She had some charity about uh, teenage pregnancy. I think, I think she was against it. I think so. I don't think it was a charity to create more teenage pregnancy, oh. although it was a long time ago. And it was a party sponsored by her organization at Chris Chandler's house. And so we went and attended that. And uh, that's when I found out that I have zero interest in uh, hobnobbing with Atlanta High Society. What a bunch of douche nozzles. <laughs> really? Wow, what a. We ended up down with Chris Chandler down in his movie room trying to be away from people. I mean, all the glitterati. I mean, everybody. It really was just some of the most vapid human beings you can imagine. But in the midst of all of it, I, I, I spent most of it talking to Big Play Ray. Buchanan, was that his last name? That's right. Funny dude. Through all of it, Jane Fonda showed up, walked around every place in the house, walked outside, walked around the pool, walked out the front door, gone. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even barely say that I actually saw her. It was almost like a whiff of her presence was kind of there for a little while. Why would she do that and not interact with people? Because she's Jane Fonda. She didn't have to. That's true. You know, she's just trying to up the uh, teenage. What was she trying? What did she want? She wanted more teenage uh, pregnancies, or maybe she was against that. I think she's against. Is that what the organization was? She was against. See, I got it wrong. It was unclear. Maybe I pissed her off because I'm talking to her, saying, "Yeah, I'm doing everything I can for the cause." Commies we against want- pregnant chicks. Caps. <laughs> <laughs> that was her initial. But anyway, I'd go see 80 for Brady if somebody else sees it and tells me there's a sex scene where uh, one of these 80-year-olds uh, does something they naughty in order to get a pass. You opened the segment 10 minutes ago talking or asking the question, rather, when was it officially released? Oh, and yeah. The official release was February 3rd. They li- released it to limited theaters, and now because of the success, they're going to release it no, to more theaters. No, now because, of the, first of all, give me a break on that one. Because of the success. This isn't a small independent film. You've got four leads that demand a lot of money right there. It was a soft open, mm-hmm. probably <clears throat> with a lot of like, what do we need to change? And then they're going to kind of go on the back of the Super Bowl because it's about them going to the Super Bowl. So I imagine this Friday it'll expand, right? Well, I mean, right now. But we- the idea that we were going to toss it out there for But you know what? It was so good. People loved it so much. Hey, tell those streamers to hold on. <laughs> I mean, don't buy that nonsense. This is a staged thing. Listen, it was supposed to go this way. Right now, we could go to the 140 show at, at Atlantic Station, the landmark Midtown Art Cinema, 115. I should force you to. I should force you to. You already forced me to watch the State of the Union. Well, I'm not done. Torturing <laughs> <laughs> you. Terrorizing you. Please, name me one. No, okay. I don't have a lot of power in this world. You can't expect me to not exploit the little that I have. <laughs> You're almost the only person on this planet whose life I could make miserable. I mean, my kids are already grown up, but my wife has just accepted it. Listen, I'll be in Phoenix. It's fun for, to terrorize you. I'll be in Phoenix for the Super Bowl this weekend. Yeah, so. why? What's when that all about? There? I'm flying out Friday. When did you ask the host if he could do that? When? I asked Anybody? You, you Anybody? Were, you were so drunk me. when you I asked you. Me. You tell me. 
I asked. Uh, you have last no June skin in this game. You never it. thought the Falcons were going to be in there. What, I, what, what? I had a Are you hope? going to the game? Wait a minute. I'm you not bought ex- this ticket drunkenly, yes. Thinking the Falcons could be in the Super Bowl this year. Well, there's always a. Could. I didn't even do that. I'm a Bills fan, for God's sake. So I know how this works. Well, you're Wait, very I'll, pessimistic. When did you buy it? I bought it back in June. I'm a Falcons fan, too. You know that. I know. But they're my second favorite. You wouldn't travel all the way across the country to see them. Phoenix you might is the awesome. Bills. But Am I paying? For some of it. I would I would travel. I I went to the last Super Bowl with the uh, not the <laughs> last year. one. No, not, not the last one. <laughs> the first one with Chris Chandler. That was my, a great game. My buddy, <laughs> when we booked our hotel back in Eugene uh, Robinson had some great game. We had a game. Got busted that night. <laughs> it was worth. You know it. the Eugene Robinson story? Absolutely, I know what happened. He was given Screwed the NFL. He won Man of the Year <laughs> honors. You know that earlier that yes. day, I was in the hotel in Miami watching his speech, being the man Walter Payton Man of the Year, and then I woke up. Went down the escalator and heard everybody going, oh, the Falcons are in trouble. What? The man of the year was out soliciting a prostitute just hours after being named the Walter Payton man of the year? Talk about deflating. Name me one. A rowdy group of misfits that love to have fun. It is hilarious. The jokes, the voices. The Von Hessler Doctrine. 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. It's Jared Yamamoto, and they have a long-running dispute. He claims that he loves the city of Atlanta so much that once he and the uh, wonderful Mrs. Yamamoto begin pumping children out, uh, he says he's going to stay in the city. And I said, no, you're not. You're not. You're, you, once you have kids and you can get out, you will get out. And not always because of crime and things like that, but for just so you can get more house, you get a backyard, the kids can play around, get you can put a swing set. And you get more house. And then every time the kids play on a swing set, they got to go to a public park and almost get beaten up. Well, they have pop-up brothels right next to Well, them. that's what I'm talking about. Uh, so on this running dispute, I get here's Eric Von Hessler gets a point today because Jared Yamamoto told me he called the cops for the first time to report that uh, a tent had been pitched on uh, what was it, uh, the side street. Yeah. Uh, next kind, to you. kind of near my property. Near your property. And so well, you called the cops. He said, uh, well, what, what do you want us to do? And you said that, uh, uh, did you say boys dressed up as girls are going in the tent? And I thought it's like, I thought he meant that like they went in as boys and came out as girls, but that's not what he meant. Uh, there were definitely... <laughs> this is how you were talking to the cop. Uh, uh, boys dressed up as girls are going in the tent and they have packages in their hand. Yeah, they're coming they out go- with these little baggies and little substances. And- so it's sex and favors. You had a pop-up brothel? <laughs> in pop-up a- drug den brothel? In a nice- this- are you saying that you believe somehow this would uh, this would hurt the... Uh- the resale value of uh, of your home? So, I don't know why. Listen, they were on private property. You really believe you're going to force your kids, once they're on this planet Earth, to walk past tent cities to get to the store? Yeah. You're not long for the city. Well, once we upsize our place, then we'll find a nice neighborhood in the city and yeah. make sure that there are not Coleman tents that are filled with drugs and brothel I just activities. like to hear him on the phone. Ah, uh, uh, there's uh, boys dressed as girls, and they go in the tent, they come out, they got packages in their hands. But, yeah, yeah. I'm going to live in the city for the rest of my life. <laughs> right. Huge. Now we better move on to something like entertainment because uh, this current event's talking about the State of the Union. You know, the view's on. And we're not going to be able to do it any better than the, the ladies of the view. Which leads me to a question. And this is a real question. This is not rhetorical. Has Anna Navarro 
ever said anything even remotely interesting, <clears throat> slightly original, like Anna Navarro from The View, has she ever said something to someone on a topic to where the person's response was, interesting, I'd never thought of that before, ever, anything, just like, wow, had this woman not been born, that idea would never have been let loose upon the world. Has she ever said anything? Even remotely interesting. Something that you hadn't already heard or couldn't hear from 5,000 other hacks. I've never even heard her voice. How about that? Because it's always been, the volume's always been down. Well, that's the way we like to get, that's the, you know, because we're misogynist. That's why. <laughs> well, we're, we're working. <laughs> but I think it's more to deal with the fact that, you know, women, and we keep the volume down. Why? Because we haven't learned everything there is to learn, and we're obviously... Anti-woman. Hi, it's Paul Stanley, and this is Paul Stanley Presents, the latest in music and entertainment news, only on the Von Hessler Doctrine. Didn't she give a big primetime speech in the McCain convention? Was she, uh, I'm maybe confusing her with somebody else. Who? Is she from um, uh, Anna Navarro? Who's that? Paul Stanley. She's a person on The View. I think she used to be in politics, maybe, uh... Out of New Mexico or something? Let's see. So get her wiki up. Paul Stanley, how are you? I'm great. How you are flew you? in. You know who else flew in? Who? Uh, the Vice President of the United States, Kamala Harris. Is Dan Quayle? No. <laughs> Things have changed. <laughs> no. Do you say Dan Quayle? Mm-hmm. Actually, it can get worse than that. It can. I know. It's difficult to believe. No. Not Al Gore. Mike Pence. Uh, He's you know, pretty. You know what he was? He was okay. Well, uh, you didn't say much. He had think, white hair. I think you're evangelical, just as he is, Paul Stanley. Well, that's true. Well, no. I know. I'm kidding. I don't believe you can convert people to being what you want them to be. You think you just have to accept yourself you and others? You have to accept yourself and then others. But what if you find out that accepting yourself, you know, you hear a lot of this talk, you just have to accept yourself. Mm-hmm. But what if you really, really have a conversation with yourself and find out, yeah, at the bottom, I'm. I'm a serial killer. She just accept you that. You have to. You you know what you have to do. Yeah. Lean in. You got to lean in. You have to lean. Try in. to be the best damn serial killer you could be. Is right. that right? And if you evade the cops until you're dead, and then they find your secret treasure trove of items that you've cut off of people, you were successful. Your trophies. Yeah. Then you're successful, and That's you a, leaned in right. You leaned in the right way. Right. A lot of these guys that go nuts though, and they like want yeah. other people to catch them. Yeah, that whole thing, leaving clues and trails. Yeah, it's and, like the Zod- that's no way to be a serial killer. You got to be like the Zodiac killer, who nobody ever caught. Yeah, I heard it was like. Uh, Except it's Ted Cruz. It's are people saying it's Ted Cruz? I've always I heard think it's Donald like some Trump said he was the Zodiac. Killer. Some game show host or something. Was it that Bill Ray Collins? I'm sorry, I haven't watched him in a while. Is Ray Combs the new game show? No, Ray Combs, he was the first one to take over, I think, Family Feud. Oh, that's right. Then then he he hung himself in a hospital down the street. He hanged himself. Excuse me, Paul. Uh, He hanged himself. Gene hung himself once. Yeah, that was hung himself. Yes. This guy hanged himself Mm -hmm. in the hospital in Glendale. And, uh, you know, it's quite possible that he would have offed himself. If he was the Zodiac killer, we'll never know. We'll never know unless he left clues. I'm not saying that he was. I'm just saying that there was a rumor out there. You know who else that was? Maybe it? he knew that the police were on his trail. But it's possible he just offed himself because uh, Family Feud wasn't working out and the star was fading. I think it was Bob Hope. The Zodiac killer? Yes. 
Everybody thought, oh, this is the funniest no. man on the face of the earth. He Nobody ever football. thought that. Nobody he, ever thought that Bob Hope was the funniest person on the face of the earth. He dragged Brooke Shields with him everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's how, hey, it's Brooke Shields. And then mm-hmm. while you're being fascinated by that, quick, out of the bushes, jumps Bob Hope. Yeah, he'd get in an old 1960s car, drive out to the woods, find what a couple. What did the Zodiac killer, was he a strangler or was no, he a No, he shot ki- people. Oh, like uh, the son of Sam. Right. Was it before the son of Sam or Way after? before. Like early 70s? Way before, late 60s, really? early 70s, yes. And we still don't know who he is. Mm-mm. You know, in the early 70s, there was that Green Bay Packer who ended up being a serial killer. Do you know about that Brett guy? Favre? No, not Brett Favre. He just Brett Favre just <laughs> it was steals, much later. Brett Favre just steals from the poor to uh, <laughs> buy his daughter volleyball courts. He shows or his wiener to people. Yeah, he wow. does that too. Come on, you and Gene are past that. I don't need. To, I never needed to do that. Yeah. It was always available. Yeah. If you wanted to see it, you just. But had there to was ask. a Green Bay Packer who turned out to be a serial killer in the early seventies. Wow, I did you not look know it up. this. Zodiac killer, by the way, 1968 and 1969. And what okay. was his what was his particular thing? So he just shot people, didn't leave a note, didn't leave a no, he wrote the Zodiac crypt- thing. Was that the cryptic he wrote thing? Cryptographic notes and sent them to the cops. Oh. And they never got him. They never could figure it out. It was Ringo. Star? Yes. Well, I mean, he got bored what in the late Ringo 60s. What other Ringo is there? Is well, like Star? Like what other? Song, no, Ringo no, Johnson from me, uh, Ringo. There's a song by see. Lauren Green. Ringo, he was the cowboy. The Ringo Kid. Yeah, that. That was John Wayne's first uh, well, starring appearance. Well, maybe that's appearance. what that song. You remember Lauren Green from Battlestar Galactica? I do remember that he used to uh, push dog food on Alpo? television. Alpo. That's right. That's right, Yeah, yes. that weird wig. Not Lauren Green, who's on Fox News. That's a different Lauren Green. I don't know who that's that is. That's Lauren with a girl's I name. have that blocked. This was... Oh, really? Fox You're not News. into Fox News? Or huh? CNN or any of them. Oh, you don't watch anything. I Paul just watch Stanley. news first. With well, my... you guys are out doing your farewell tour mm-hmm. that's been going on for years now. So are you going to go one, 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 is it, is there a battle, is there a battle of uh, farewell tour chicken being played between Elton John and yeah, Kiss? Yeah, whoever blinks first loses. Yeah. Because <laughs> it just seems like the, the you guys are just trying to outplay each other in the farewell tour arena. He already won best wig, because yeah. Jeans looks like he walked by a mop is that and a said, wig? let's just throw this on. What is that styrofoam, dark styrofoam on his, fi- on his head? He's the now, only... you're wearing just like a full-out ladies' wig, right? This you're like, is my hair. Huh? It is my hair. Huh? It is gray. Huh? You can see that it's gray. Oh, yeah. You leave a little bit gray. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the distinguished. Idea. Yeah. That's the idea. The ladies like that. As if, like if that. you let it go, it wouldn't all be gray. You're 70 years old. And I pull it back when I make my spaghetti sauce so it doesn't get in there. Oh, well, that's nice of you. Well, you yeah. got to follow Paul Stanley's social media to be able to really follow his cooking prowess. He's great. I made for Thanksgiving spaghetti and meatballs. And after dinner, I froze it. Uh huh. And you know what? It only gets better. That's true. That's true. Frozen meatballs taste much well, better Paul, you, than fresh, freshly cooked. Well, when you cook them. Paul that, was saying, he tweeted out that if you let it sit for a little while, that the flavor seeps in. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> How can the flavor seep in? It doesn't From seep the outside in. world? That's Paul. Paul's well, no, like, it was in the sauce. Marionate? Oh, it's marinating. Marianne. 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 Is it a puppet it's inside a puppet of sauce? made of spaghetti. <laughs> and the strings are spaghetti, but it's al dente, so it doesn't I break. It. I knew it. And I also know one thing. That puppet would not, not, 
would not want to trade places with Xi Jinping. No. All right, do you have a, he's a leader of... A, Name me one. Come on. We're being war-groomed. You can't me. say that. You can't say that. We're, uh, you haven't effectively been war-groomed yet? We're going to be we're playing being a We're being war-groomed show. to hate China so we can go to war with them. We're going to be in Moscow doing a live show oh, at the you, Moscow Emporium. Oh, you're a Putin apologist. I know. We just There's a lot of KISS fans in, in Russia. That's right. Why should we let them down just because their leader's a jerk? Are you playing Ukraine? No, it's too dangerous. Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. Why would you put a kiss St. Petersburg and Moscow were safe. I saw Kerson was on your lineup card, but I guess it had to get scrubbed, huh? Pardon? Kerson. 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 Kerson Cinema, the senator from Arizona. (laughs) Let's not get political. Do you have any entertainment (laughs) stories? I don't like politics. I know you don't. Leave that to Gene. Just do what the experts say, and you'll be all right. No, you're not doing experts say. You're doing... uh, No, but if they tell you to get the jab, get the jab. Why fight about it? How many boosters have you had? 78. (laughs) Name me one. Okay. (laughs) Pfizer, number six, was when we were in England. That was rhetorical. Oh. All right. I want some entertainment stories. Okay. So the other night was the Grammys, which we weren't invited to or nominated for. Well, you haven't really put anything out. We have a live album. Well, that's another one? (laughs) I don't know. Was it Kiss Alive 7? Why can't Kiss win a Grammy? That's my question. Uh, Did you back in the day? Best new artist? Best new artist? I don't have access to Google at the Listen, moment. Listen, Paul Stanley, you what? may not have gotten what everybody else gotten, but you have- what, COVID? You have I gotten, had it twice. You have gotten more tail in your life. You you have had more sex than mm-hmm. you, maybe 150 other people. More so, than Wilt Chamberlain. That would be impossible. No. Didn't you have a thousand- I'll show you the notches. You keep notches mm-hmm. on your- Exacto knife, notch, scars. You'll on your see. new ear, I think. It was oh, yeah, that's I can't right. feel anything. You can't see it either. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Paul Stanley, Paul Entertainment News International Stanley, here to do the entertainment news. Forgot uh, to turn my mic. I know that, but you're a professional, I think. He lip syncs. Well, I recorded he doesn't. This before. This, is, this is Paul Entertainment News International Stanley. This is a this is a rock solid guarantee. While doing the entertainment news for the Von Hessler Doctrine, does not lip sync ever. No click tracks. Did you see that the president invited um, Ace Frehley to sit? Next to Nancy Pelosi. No, that was Bono. That was Bono. It just looked a little bit like... I got confused. He started to look a little bit like Ace Frehley. It was crazy. Why was Bono there? Uh, Nobody knows. I don't know. I didn't watch it. You watched it. Was there any moment? I don't... Why is Bono there? I I would imagine he is so in love with the Zelensky, it's got something to do with Ukraine, I would imagine. You know what's cool, though, about U2? Yeah. Is that The Edge has played the same riff on every (laughs) song they've ever released, and no one can tell. If they can, they just love that riff. They just love it. Who couldn't listen to that forever? That's a good song. He's the only guy that ever wrote a song about throwing bricks through windows. He's not the only guy. Well, the only one that I know of. There was When My Baby Throws Bricks Through Windows. Oh, by the platter. Yes. It's kind of a crooning I understand. kind of thing. So, so you, you want a story? Yeah, you'd started with the Grammys. Yeah, the Grammys were the other night. And, you know, they have the comedian host or whatever. Trevor, Trevor Noah. Noah. He was the uh, the host of The Daily Show for a number of years. Now yeah. stepped aside. Yeah, he stepped aside and who knows who's taking it over. But anyway, he was... I know who isn't taking it over. Who? Uh, people who are really funny. Yeah, well, somebody well, who's actually a, a person who goes on stage and just knocks audiences out. Because in order to knock a real audience out, you have to say real things, and the Daily Show ain't no place for that. I so, give it to Bert Kreischer. He's funny. He'd take his shirt off and make everybody laugh. That's not going to happen. 
He's too funny. He's too funny. And I saw him the other day, and I uh, don't know that guy anymore. The time kind of did a little bit. Yeah. Oh, he Get gained weight? A little too much. Oh, that's I too worry. bad. I worry. Well, you should reach out and tell him you worry hey, about it. He doesn't him. care about me. I'm just saying, I do worry. trip over a bag of money to answer uh, the phone when you not, call. There aren't, yeah, there aren't many people that I think are really, really funny anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's up there. But a lot of the guys that I think really are funny are also overweight, and I worry about losing them. And look how great Patrice was. He Comedy. died when he was 40. You like fat comedians. Um, that's uh, not what he's saying, First Jared. of all, don't, uh, don't comedy shame me. Listen to this clown. All right, now, then, oh. hey, listen, don't go after him. I'm just saying, he went after a person who has body dysmorphia. That's right. Is <laughs> that what it's Differently called? able, dys- they eat too much. That's right. They eat a lot. <laughs> they live in a food. And I worry about it, because they're funny, the and then we're going to lose them. What is the What's op- the story here? Well, I want to know what the opposite of a food desert would be, a food tundra? It would be, uh, uh, no, t- that's, bad that's too. a frozen, uh, be a food, food lake. Jungle. Food jungle. Food jungle. I like jungle full too, of food. But I don't like fish. I'm not a seafood person. Either. I hate fish. I like pasta. It smells like, like fish. Listen, I'll tell you something about fish. Mm-hmm. And even for people who like it, they have to admit that it's the only item that people ever send back to the kitchen because it smells too much like what it is. Right. Like no one has ever said, ordered a cheese, uh, toasted cheese sandwich and said, uh, this is too cheesy. No one's no one's ever sent back a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for being too peanut buttery. But fish, fish, quite often sent back to the kitchen because too fishy. Do you want me to do this? Not. Uh, oh, what you want to give away? Uh, Tickets okay. to another artist. Okay, there, real Paul? quick. Taylor Swift doesn't know what eggs cost. Okay, listen. Hold on. We, well, we're gonna do that when we come back. Okay. We have that. Um, if you want to win two tickets to see James Taylor at the State Farm <laughs> Arena on Friday, June sixteenth. Uh, be caller number 10 to 404-872-0750. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. Congratulations to Josh Childress of Lawrenceville. Won two tickets to see James Taylor at State Farm Arena on Friday, June 16th. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. Com. Now, we held uh, Paul Entertainment News International Stanley. Yeah, and i got to get out of here. The vice president's in town, and I don't want to get stuck in traffic. You don't want to be stuck in that traffic. No way. Uh, so, yeah, we'll get you out of here. But you started a story about, uh, I didn't watch the Grammys, but apparently Trevor Noah did some, uh, I didn't know this, he's been the host for like the last three years. Really? So, uh, he did some audience work, and he was in the audience. Crowd work. Crowd work. And he was to, at some one point it became a story that he was talking to Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. And what was he talking to her about? Well, he said, you know, your Swifties are powerful. They took on Ticketmaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you get them to do something about the price of eggs? And then people have noticed that she kind of like at first it seemed like maybe she was sort of blowing him off or something, but became pretty apparent that she didn't really understand. What the hell he was talking about? Yeah. Do we have some of the audio? I've got to tell you, Taylor, you you have the best fans in the world. I mean, what yeah. they did with Ticketmaster, what they might do for artists all over the world, what they might do for fans who want to go to concerts is amazing. I just wonder, once they're done with this, can you get them to, to handle the price of eggs? There's really nothing that they can't accomplish. I... Well, there you have it. Yeah, they'll, they'll get on it. Just let them know what you need. Swifties, price of eggs, down. You go after those chickens. Now, I guess if you're watching it, like she obviously is clueless. She hesitates and kind of pulls back she, She's trying bit. to play along. She's a born entertainer, so she doesn't want to ruin the bit. 
So she's doing yes anding. Well, she did turn. That's what you do in improv. You do yes Yes anding. So if you don't really understand what's going on, you don't mess up the bit. You just kind of keep it going. She did okay. And it's pretty obvious that she didn't understand what he was talking about. And then, and then, why would she? People are expressing shock. Taylor Swift has been a multimillionaire for. What is she like? Thirty-four years old or something? Thirty-five. She's she's my age. She's thirty-three. Okay. So she's been a multimillionaire since what, seventeen or eighteen? Easily. So she doesn't know what the price of eggs are. I know what they cost. Well, because you're making your pasta. Yeah. And you got to have that. And stuff. pie and cake and yeah. everything that has eggs in it. Come on, you don't know what they cost. Of course I know. I go to the store. I go to Ralph's. There's a certain amount of money that they you ride make. The spike. There's a I certain do. a certain amount of money that you make that inflation doesn't really factor into things. So no matter how high the price of eggs are, Paul Stanley's still going to make whatever he needs to make. I know the old lady behind me isn't the same situation that I'm in. Mm-hmm. So I know. If that- I was standing aside, mm-hmm. would I be able to tell the old lady behind you from you? Yes, <laughs> I have dark hair and I'm a male and I'm not four foot eight. Okay. It is ear too. Okay. You yeah. Know. Well, I have an ear. Thanks. I know. I know. There's two. Well, you guys are doing body shaming like I wouldn't believe. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just kissism. It's just, uh, it's just the head, just above the head. It's kissism. Kissism. I don't like this. So you know the price of eggs. Of course I, mean, I do. She's not going to know the price of eggs, and people are acting like it's so crazy. Well, she made a face. She, she made... rolled her eyes and did that well, Taylor Swift face where she goes. Mm. Wait, what was that, that face, face again? again? She goes. Mm. <laughs> did you see Ben Affleck? He wasn't happy either. Uh, oh, ben yeah. Affleck actually probably was thinking, why am I sitting He was bored out of his nonsense. mind, and his wife had to slap him. I mean, the only thing more uh, annoying than listening to actors talk about acting is uh, musicians giving each other awards and telling each other how wonderful they are. Performances were fun, though. Somebody, somebody. Oh, yeah, Sam... Uh, well, Sam Smith's performance obviously was that was very devilish. What did Tim Dillon say? Something like uh, nobody's afraid of a satanic fat chick, right? <laughs> you need Ozzy. I mean, if you want to scare people, was, people will scare. He made a G. good point. Like, if you're going to do the androgyny thing, you got to be. You yeah, can't, you got to be hot, like, like David, David Bowie, Bowie or something like that. And then he said that. And Tim Dillon, by the way, Jared, because he doesn't know, yeah. is a podcaster and a comedian. Oh, thank you, Paul and He can say whatever he wants because right. he's protected. Yeah. But he said. Um, that Sam Smith looked like an HVAC guy. <laughs> yeah, like a plumber showing, right, up, showing but up, but he's wearing a devil outfit. Right. I'm not going to scare anybody. And you were telling me, Jared, that uh, the, the right is like buying right into it, like oh people are losing their gosh, mind. gosh, my Twitter account. Get out of here. They're, Come they're on. Fa- they're falling exactly for what Sam Smith wants. He wants the publicity out of it. He wants people to talk about well, him. Well, of course. It, and he's already like, famous. But you I'll don't never it. watch them again. Don't you know, as the first non- Binary trans winner performance of the thing performing on the Grammys. Yeah, are are people not aware of their history or their history? Because we've been mm. subjected to this over the years, and we yes. just laugh it off. You don't address. You've been it. serving Satan since the seventies. We are the knights in Satan service. <laughs> you know what? Uh, Biden said it best last night, guys. I enjoy conversion. Yes, <laughs> I don't buy that. People are who they are. Why That's is the right. president saying that you can convert people? Jared Yamamoto is the one who's against uh, progress. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy conversion. You know, one tent goes up where um, oh, some trans that. people yeah. are, are, are selling drugs. What does this guy Allegedly do? Allegedly the He calls the cops. He doesn't like He com- called the cops and he said, boys dressed as girls are going into this tent. Oh, so the Bee Gees were going into the tent? <laughs> 
That's exactly who it was, Paul Staley, the Beaches. Well, that'd be weird because most of them are gone. <laughs> and I think it's outrageous. And when this show is over, I will go to my boss and say, we got to get rid of I this hope guy. So. He's obviously not progressive, is it? He's unenlightened. He makes fun of my ear, too. He, well, we all make fun of your ear. It's, it's not funny. Well, no. We're, but we're, here, we're making fun of the real one. The real one. You're the I, one. You're real ear. That yeah. I didn't We're not ha- making fun of the fake. So ear. you're making fun of the one year I was born with. That you can hear out of. <laughs> yeah. 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 We want the. All right. We're not That's just going to okay. make fun of. Come That's on. That's like we're making not... fun of the popular guy. It's we're cool. not animals. I would beg to differ. <laughs> hey, can you tell the Kiss fans to lower the price of eggs a little bit, Paul Stanley? Yeah. The, you guys have that kind arm, of power? The Kiss army will just take what they need. <laughs> They're a fourth under I'm just saying, if you're on the right and it's like you're into this whole culture war crap, first of all, I'll tell you what your family won't tell you. <clears throat> We're all sick and tired of you talking about that. But if you're one of those people, don't fall for this. It's you know, what, what are you going to get upset about next? The Tasmanian devil? It's outrageous. Seriously entertaining. The Von Hessler Doctrine. Weekdays, 9 to noon. On 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. I mean, I can... I wasn't really going after Taylor Swift by saying, of course she doesn't know the price of eggs. She's been a multimillionaire since she was a teenager. And then it occurred to me, I don't know the price of eggs. My wife shops. Seven ninety nine. She comes home and she bitches about it. I go, well, it's inflation. What do you want? My wife wants to have a separate conversation about every item that has gone up in price. Milk. Just, well, don't you? Inflation is a tide. I try to get... Gonna, tide has gone up too. Yes, because it's on the tide of infl- like everything's. I don't mean to be uncaring. I mean, I'd like to pay less as well, but I don't want an individual story about each item and how much it's gone up. Because my understanding is what inflation means is everything's going to go up. So. She, she and I would have a great conversation because <laughs> I come home and do the same thing. Eggs are so expensive. Can like, you believe this? I have no time for it. Like, well, did you think they'd go down with everything else going up? This shouldn't be a surprise. If you want the hack for that, you just get the 24-pack of eggs at Costco. I think it's or five, five or six, yeah, this five is, or six uh, dollars. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Uh, I'm shoplifting. D- Dr. Uh, hard, hardened Veins over yeah. here who eats two <laughs> eggs every morning. I do. I eat two eggs every morning. That's good for me. Yolks good. have nutrients. 14 eggs a week. That's right. 14 eggs a week at least. Why don't you try checking your egg privilege, mister? Because a lot of people can't afford to have 14 eggs a week. I get the good deal at Costco. Good friends over there. Hey, if you missed any of today's show, well, you must be a loser. Why would you miss any of today's show? Oh, you've got, a, bigger? Oh, you got a job? Yeah, well, you quit it. I'm like, I mean, do you, are you into this show or are you not? We don't want people who are half in, half out. But maybe you had a doc... I had a doctor's appointment. That's no excuse. Not for me. You're letting me, your favorite host, your favorite radio host down. All right? There's a lot of hours in the day, and uh, this show's only on until noon. So. And then we have the doctor appointments thing. after one. Name me one. But I have to do this. I mean, you people sicken me, but it turns out <laughs> that I have to read this. Have you m- missed any of today's show? Don't worry. You can stream or download the full Doctrine podcast on WSBRadio.com, the WSB Radio app, or any of your favorite podcast providers. Name me one. Uh, well, it's uh, well Spotify. Spotify. Is it? Like, there's one. There's one. Apple Podcasts. iTunes. Google. All brought to you by our friends at Findlay Roofing. All right. Now, you were going to bring something to my attention. Uh, you found the name of the Green Bay Packer oh, yeah, in the right. early 70s. Ah! 
saw that serial killer. Yeah. He was a serial killer. Yeah, he was called the I-5 killer. It was along with, we talked about the Zodiac killer, and along with that, you brought up the Packers killer. I think he's called the I-5 killer because the Packers had a lot of, like, don't call him the Green Bay Packer killer. <laughs> That's not good for our brand. He was the 428th pick, wide receiver, Randall Woodfield. Yeah, he wasn't there that long, So, he, but he was. He played as the Green Bay Packer and then uh, <laughs> ran around killing people in cold blood. Crazy how you connected that all together. I think during the break, you're like, oh, I think it was a wide receiver. And I was like, oh, okay. So you- oh, I know a lot about football and serial killers. So this guy <laughs> fell right into my Venn diagram. There was overlaps. Your Plinko board. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it's not a sports show, but since we're talking about football, this is Super Bowl week. I, I'm, I'm this close to admitting something, too. I'm trying to be all hard this week. Like, well, my team, the Bills, didn't make it. I hate this. I hate this week. I, I think I'm trying to have a brave face. But you know what? Let's just become vulnerable. If you're a Kansas City fan, you have the right to make fun of me. If you get off on me being miserable, then it's time to dance. Turn up the music. I'm tired of pretending. I hate this week. Absolutely hate this week. We were supposed to be part of this. And I'm, I put on a brave face because I don't want... I don't want to let them know that it would be that easy to rattle my cage, but it's over. I'm coming out of the closet. If you're a Kansas City fan and you enjoy getting off on my misery, I'm going to tell you something. I'm miserable. I hate this week. So. Do you feel better? (laughs) If you have old ho-ho rappers, throw them at me as I walk by. Where are you going to go walking? Where am I going to go walking? So come to your house, stand by your pool. Ah, do it virtually. All right. (laughs) Toss some digital confetti my way. Digital ho ho. I'm stumped. I'm stumped. Tired of you know. And I'm gonna root for the Eagles. Go so Eagles, that, baby. Whatever. Kansas City's gonna win. I don't like the Eagles at all. Well, he's the best, best coach. He's the best quarterback. Yes. And you're a loser in Kansas City who can somehow act like your life's better than mine. You know what? This week belongs to you. Make fun of me. The script has been turn leaked. your hose on if I'm walking past your home. Wet me down. I deserve it. The NFL. I'm miserable. Miserable. I don't even want to watch. I don't even want to watch the Super Bowl, but I have to. You could be a Bengals fan. They're probably feeling a lot worse. They're going further. Doesn't matter. They got beat in the championship game. Okay, I understand that that happened, but I mean, they're still doing better than my team. Yeah. Well, remember the script got leaked already, so the Eagles win. Oh yeah, I saw that. People are believing this. Anyway, before we go, Aaron (laughs) Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. You know, he doesn't know if he's going to go back to the Packers. You know, he might start. You know. going into the same business that a lot of Packers in the past have gone into, serial killing. Or he may come back to play for the Packers, or he may go to another team. He says before that he's going to take something called a darkness retreat. It's four nights of uh, complete uh, darkness. I love this guy. It's a darkness retreat. And I've had a number of friends who've done it and had some profound uh, experiences. There's a two-way... Mirror? No, like a... Like a little slot that they'll they'll drop in uh, some food for you, but it's uh, but it's it's uh, isolation and darkness. No, you know, no music, no nothing. You know, I, I love Aaron Rodgers. He's a hippie, but he's also a really really super wealthy hippie because like he's he's not. You want to go to a darkness retreat? Like just turn off the lights and tell people to come over. But I, like when he does his ayahuasca, it's always this stuff that's kind of like. Um, Wealthy hippie tourism. Yeah, it feels like. Yeah, like I have to go to a place where it's controlled. That Shalane Woodley that got him into all that. I bet. 
Oh, is that no? She he's because his new girlfriend well, they broke up. But I yeah, think but he, his new girlfriend's name like uh, Blue oh. Blue Witch Summers or something. <laughs> Blue I, Witch Summers. Wasn't she on uh, Match Game? She was <laughs> right next to Charles Nelson Riley. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are done for the day. That music says it's playing me off. Like I've won a Grammy and they want me to shut up and go away. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the podcast 30. Where do people go for that? The Von Hessler Doctrine Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter pages. You can go over there and we do a whole 30 minutes. Sorry, at 12.08. 30 more minutes of this here show in both sight and sound. We'll be here tomorrow morning for another big radio show. That'll start at 9 a.m. You're all invited to join us. But until then, continue on your journey. Do not... Piss off the genie. That's what's going to UGA. Don't that feel real funky, y'all? Podcast 30 begins right now. I'm Eric Von Hessler. That's Tim Andrews. That one over there is uh, Jared Yamamoto. And the one you can't see, who every day tells us, I'll bring my computer tomorrow, George Clark. <laughs> You're afraid that we'll see what's on that computer. You know, you're getting to a point now, George Clark, where you're getting some traction in your career, and it's time. You have to make that investment. You have to buy a computer that's just for work so that you can open it up and freely never worry. You, know, you need to be able to have your computer at work in such a way where you just you just turn it over to the guy next to Well, you do it. Yeah, you know where you're going. You do it. And let them root around the computer. No way I could do that now. Yeah, no, they'll find you your links to band.tv and all your Alex Jones stuff. Yeah. But, hey, we're all, uh, you know, mildly deviant perverts when no one's looking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're talking about porn. I'm thinking. Of course, it's I'm talking about downloaded porn. Conspiracy videos. Yeah. Ah, conspiracy videos are kind of cute. George is more worried about you know getting his image put out there on the internet so that way people can track him that way. Well, there's facial that. recognition. There's that also people could at some point maybe match a dick pic to the face. You don't want that to <laughs> All happen. The deep fakes and yeah. Chat. GPT, yeah, they'll have you. you know, I don't even look. You know that I don't even look for things about me because I know there's probably all kinds of crap. <laughs> like somebody must have done fake cartoon things or photoshops with, you know, the doctrinaires having their way with me or something. I mean, if it's happened to Homer Simpson, surely it's happened. To it's me. happened to all of the Simpsons. Yes, and and right, and some of them are underage, uh-huh. so that's illegal. Other cartoons, but that's in. Bart would be forty by now. In cartoon land. It's illegal. <laughs> Actually, he'd probably be 50. No, he'd be 40. Yeah, you're right. In fact, look along his dad. <laughs> Don't. That's the beauty is they never grow up. You know what's crazy? I started watching season one. By the way, that was not a statement. That was like the beauty of writing for. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> the beauty of writing for a all cartoon. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> the little girl that you bring in in season three never becomes an overweight teenager. Right. You're just always writing for the same thing. Season one, I didn't realize that they are 33 and 34, Marge and Homer. So that was that was kind of illuminating for me because I remember watching season one and enjoying it, but I, I had not seen it in years. Season one is not even the same Voices. Why you? Mm, yeah. He's doing Walter Matha. Get over here, boy. Yeah. yeah, it's totally different. The second uh, episode has Penny Marshall in it as a, a evil babysitter. He doesn't know Penny I, Marshall. Actually, I I do remember that episode. I just watched that one with the evil babysitter, the one that was on America's Most Wanted. You yeah. don't know who Penny Marshall? Is, I don't so. know who Penny she Marshall was. Laverne. Is. She directed. Uh, Big. Shirley just died for heaven's sake. She directed Big. She also directed A she, League of Their Own. A League of Their Own. Yeah, it was kind of a big. Like, of our own was huge. Yeah, it was. It was not and that good, though. I've never seen it. 
But you would have thought that she would have gone on and directed just a whole bunch she of. She did, but nobody noticed. No, I think she won an Oscar. I'm going to check. For what? She make that one where Robin Williams played that doctor who wakes you up for a while. Awakenings. Did she direct that? I don't know. That movie was bad. I never saw that. I'm awake. Oh, it's De Niro. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go back to sleep. <laughs> but it turned out that that doctor wasn't so good. He could only wake you up for a while, right. and then you go back, right? Uh, Preacher's Wife. Oh, yeah, she did direct Awakening. Look at that. Yeah, see? So that was a pretty big one. What about the one where Robin Williams puts on a, uh, a clown nose as a doctor and goes around and annoys a bunch of kids? Patch Adams. Patch Adams. Patch Adams. Patch Adams. My, my aunt and uncle are in that. Really? That's a, yeah, it's the only reason I ever watched it. I never watched that one, but I think for good purpose. Yeah, it's uh, not. It's got to be awful. Oh, I'm a doctor. I'm not a fan of. <laughs> They're gonna make clown nose. I'm oh. not a fan That's of so people good. who think a clown nose makes them funny. Oh, you don't. Or like, what's funny about that? First of all, most people don't like clowns. I don't know. That's been the irony of uh, of the entertainment industry, is that for some reason clowning persists, and yet really no one's ever really enjoyed clowns. Maybe the whole thing where if you're young enough to not understand about a trap door in the floor, you know, all those clowns getting out of a small car, that's relatively entertaining the first time until you realize, oh, there's a trap door. The, the car stopped over the door. I get it now. Our listeners really liked from earlier this week our clown that we introduced on Monday, Happy Puddles. Well, Happy Puddles. <laughs> is that a little bit like that local guy? What's his? Uh... That is uh, Puddles, Puddles the Clown. Pity party. Yeah, Puddles Clown. <laughs> Puddles the Clown. We were not meaning to step on or steal any of that. Because we... Puddles Pity Party, that, that guy can sing like you would not believe. He freaks me out a little bit when he's around. When he's the clown? It's a little too Or when intense. he's himself. All I ran into him at a coffee shop it. a couple months ago. Maybe he's nice in a coffee. I'm not saying he's not he nice. He wasn't the clown there. He was his real self. I uh, just, <laughs> I had a bad experience. I think I saw his genitalia once. I've seen it. When Ooh. that happens, it just kind of ruins everything. He didn't wear his underpants that day. Yeah, he was like dressed up like a caveman for yeah. uh, Halloween. Uh-huh. And they came in sort of inebriated. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I saw his junk. And once I see a man's junk, I don't know, it changes the relationship, either for good or but bad. But it wasn't small. I mean, <laughs> if it's big, don't you just go, okay, yeah, he's like me. Well, I, no, I don't. I, I get freaked out when I see people's um, genitalia what if it was a outside of a... It would freak me out. Really? No, it would it would freak me out. I don't like seeing things out of context. What if you were at a bowling alley? Yeah, no, I don't want to see somebody's vagina unless I'm. Hang on a minute. Wait a minute. Am I 19 and I'm working the counter and we stole away into the bathroom? No, you just the bowling alley. You you stopped there to use the bathroom. No, I don't want to see anybody's stuff. (laughs) Out of of context, it makes me feel. I don't know. It's just weird. I just it's like not here, not now. I I, not the place for. I like seeing them. I don't care where we are. Yeah, I know. You put those mirrors on your shoes and go to Target. Shoe mirrors. Name me one. Speaking of Lawrence Fishburne, he was in that first, uh, well, he was actually on Pee Wee's Playhouse. He sure was. He was uh, Cowboy Curtis, wasn't he? Yeah. And then that other lady that was also, remember I brought her up and then you told me that she was on Pee Wee's Playhouse. She was in Valley Girl. That's right. And you see her. She uh, she prettier than me? You see her um, uh, sans top. Oh, I didn't know Missy Vaughn did a nude scene. She did, and uh, it, um, was, it, it was totally gratuitous. And I, when I was watching, because I hadn't seen Valley Girl in forever, my wife and I watched it. You know, it was a couple of things that stood out. I think I brought this up. Number one, they're in a mall in L.A. in 1984, three, mm-hmm. four, and uh, there was a Chick-fil-A in the food court in L.A. in 84. I thought, I thought Chick-fil-A never left the South or whatever, but in that, unless mm. they, I'm sure they did. They must have. They must have gone back and digitally removed it because of their stance. No, they didn't. Oh, they, they, okay. This one got passed by. Oh, okay. 
and it's uh, still in there. And then, yeah, I she's really she's like eighteen or nineteen, and she's really really smoking hot. And as and 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 she's portrayed as that at the beginning. It's bikinis, beach, you know, and she's obviously stunningly good looking girl. And I'm looking, I'm thinking, wow, recognize. I know I've seen this movie a hundred years ago, but I just she seems I recognize her. And then there's the gratuitous topless scene. And watching it a couple of weeks ago, I'm just thinking of the directors in Los Angeles. There's no reason for this scene other than to see this girl. <laughs> that's every 80s movie. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so that's how old I've gotten. Rather than appreciating things, I'm thinking about the, the people behind the, the scenes. The director that wanted yeah, that. Exactly. And, the, and, and then you reminded me, no, she's on Pee Wee's Playhouse. When the R-rated version of Airplane. There is one. There is one. You know it's what? It's just a woman stands in front of the. Everybody's yeah. screaming in yeah. her boobs. You know what I was surprised by? What? Turner Classic Movies, when they play it, that scene's in there. Really? Yeah. They won't cut anything. That's cool. Now, they won't cut. They also won't cut blackface. So you see that from time to time. Well, it was in the movie. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. What? Just, well, like, you think like a movie like Holiday Inn. Great movie with Bing Crosby, mm-hmm. Fred Astaire. Is he wearing blackface? Well, the whole concept is he takes over this inn. He calls it Holiday Inn because they only open for holidays. They have uh, a menu and they have a, a stage show. So unfortunately, um, back when it wasn't just President's Day, it was called Lincoln's Birthday, mm-hmm. and they have a big show about that. And it's not it's it's off putting. It's off putting. <laughs> and uh, and I don't to me the not the movie loses nothing if you just cut that out. Just pretend that wasn't a holiday. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's – and, you know, ostensibly – Thank you, Mr. President. It, it, is, it, is, it is talking about how great Lincoln was, and part of that is freeing the slaves. It's just the depiction of what's going what on. If you cut, and he's wearing blackface. What if you cut blackface out of the jazz singer? Well, then you I, wouldn't have a movie. I never saw the jazz singer. With Neil Diamond, who he's wearing. No, no, yeah. yeah. They remade it without uh, – I know. Yeah. I never saw the Neil Diamond version. That's a good movie. Love on the Rocks. Ain't no big surprise. Isn't that that? Yes, and they're coming to America. I hated that song. You did? Oh, it makes me so oh, proud please. to be American. That's my go-to patriotic song. That's right a there. good song. Proud to be No, it's better American. than that one. This is the, they're coming to America. Not big with the Republicans anymore because they don't like uh, the migrants. Immigrants. immigrants they like those in. immigrants. They're coming to today. What a shitty song. My country, tis of thee. Oh, yeah, he does the- uh, Sweet land of liberty. <laughs> You've been outed here, Eric, by the way, by Mr. What, e. What, for being gay? On, on I knew it would happen sooner. <laughs> no, that's not what it is? Okay, well, Says, of course that part isn't true. Breaking. EVH finally admits he's pro-censorship! Exclamation point. I don't know. I, well- I guess I'm not pro. What I'm saying is, if it happened, you're amateur. I wouldn't complain. Yeah, I'm an amateur <laughs> when it comes to this. It's a pro am situation. Yes. I'm the amateur. I just, I did, you know, it's off putting. All these guys that, and the problem is they're, you know, they're singing and they're dancing. So you can't lose. It's like, wow, this is a great song and it's a great choreography. And right there in the middle of it, like Fred Astaire's in blackface. There's one where they, there's one movie where Fred Astaire does a thing, and he's. It's like an homage to Mr. Bojangles, Bill Bojangles, and mm. it's just so full of like stereotypes. <laughs> I mean, it's just bad. Well, how bad? Would and it- he loved him. Like, why is he doing a dance about him? He respects the hell out of him as a you know 
but they just did. I don't know. They just it's a we, it's weird to me. Well, why did they have they white guys know. doing Amos and Andy on the radio? That because was always weird to me. I think that all of that started. People can correct me. When audiences didn't mix, I think there was a recognition at some point that the black artists were actually better. Like people were people were having a better time watching uh, black singers, okay, and black and and black dancers, okay, and that. so what they so white in order to be able to do stuff that's cool like that. Mm-hmm. They put on the blackface to give you, hey, this is like oh, okay. this is like black music or black culture because they they knew that they were that people were having more fun watching black acts because most white acts were pretty you know Lawrence Welkish yeah ah banal wonderful wonderful was he from Germany or from was he a Hitler Poland guy? Poland right yeah that's where the waltzes come from. Here are the Marcini sisters. <laughs> Lenny Bruce was not that funny when you go back and kind of listen to his stuff. But there is one bit that I had on CD once where um, he's playing uh, a heroined out jazz musician mm-hmm. auditioning for Lawrence Welk. Oh, which that's was, funny. That one lived. That one is very. <laughs> but you're right. A lot of his. You know, Lawrence Welk, I love watching the Lawrence Welk show. I don't know if it's still on. In, the colors in... are what I like. Well, there's colors, and the, but it's he obviously because. He's got a lot of musicians in there, and you and I, we know we know musicians. Mm-hmm. We know that musicians are not straight-laced. I mean, if you find a straight-laced musician, okay, that's the last one you're going to meet for a few years. <laughs> but they're all on the Lawrence Welk uh, show. They have to be so buttoned down. And obviously there was a rule, which is you have to smile while you're playing. And it's just hilarious to watch a bunch of – must be many of them at least slightly drug addled dropouts of life getting this paycheck smiling as they <laughs> you know play the guitar and <laughs> well the weird couple dances they go home you know they're dealing with their fourth divorce they're not even 30 yet shooting up smiling like crazy <laughs> none uh, of my performers are homosexual <laughs> wow that i would love to know what was going on backstage there because the backstage stuff is just real everywhere. Oh, yeah. Everybody's I mean, chain these, smoking. These stories about ABC in the morning. Oh, you know, the, this couple got together. It's like a whole thing. It's like a tip yeah, of, Amy Robach and uh, what's his TJ Holmes? TJ Holmes, yeah. So it's the tip of the iceberg, apparently. So this guy's had sex with like lots of people that have worked there. But he went ring shopping the other day. Oh, okay. listen. So hey, hey, listen. The tabloids got him. Ring okay. shopping. All right, that's great. You, what happens is when you get scandalized, you're stuck with the last one. <laughs> I guess I'll marry her. I don't understand I the big deal. I really don't. Am I wrong in that because well, because somebody that dates in me, in local media. Was anyone hurt? Oh yeah. Well, no, no, but I mean, I think I don't know. Well, it's a big deal because First, it starts out that these two are both married, and they were having an affair. Okay. Never happened before. Right. That, But if it happens on TV, it's going to be bigger, right? And so there's that element of it. And then I guess they took them off the air for a while or something. Are they fired now? Yeah, they're fired. Okay. So I don't know what that's all about because they were peers. I don't think anyone had more power over the other. But now, then the second stage is... Uh, people coming out of the woodwork. Oh yeah, I was an intern. I just saw a, a story today about some digital editor or something 
who was at ABC overnights. I guess T.J. Holmes started with that kind of overnight shift or whatever. <laughs> and it was, it was like nobody would even talk to me. And uh, he, you know, he was getting hotel rooms and, you know, we were having an affair. And uh, she said, you know, they had uh, – they had they he she would go into his office and they'd lock the door and have sex right there at ABC. So then the third she part, hated all of that. I imagine. Well, then the third part. Well, she says now she looks back at it, which is possible. You can look back. It's and possible that she can look back and go. You know what? He used the power play over me. I was twenty two. I really didn't know. I'll get you on the air. Baby. I was impressionable. You know. So I get that. But then the third part of the story is that ABC News in the two thousands and up until like twenty fifteen or so was apparently. Like, just a madhouse of everybody fucking each other. Hugh Downs, I bet you. Oh, you Stephanopoulos? Oh, you no. know that guy. He's a naughty, naughty boy. <laughs> he loves his giant, giantess wife. <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with his wife? She's, like, somewhat famous, and he tries to make her more famous. Is she a comedian of some kind? My God, we looked it up before. I don't she, remember. She shows up, and she takes... Um, She's on Ryan and Kelly sometimes. Didn't Kelly tra- and Ryan. Charles so Corral made- had children all over the country, didn't he? Charles Corral, who was the <laughs> Norm Macdonald, <laughs> he was the first host of Sundays, CBS Sunday Morning, which he started that whole thing of like, oh, it's very common. It was really cool when he did yep. it. And then the guy after him was pretty good too. Charles was good. Yeah. And now it's like uh, now it's this guy. My um, no, it's still, I thought it was oh, Jane Pauly. Jane, Jane Pauly. She's like 132. It still has the same vibe, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. That's just not what it was. You can't just keep doing that. But anyways, he was trusted. Charles Carroll, and he used to do a show that was not show. It was specials. Yeah, like uh, on the road. On the Charles road, Carole. Charles Carroll. He was in a uh, like Winnebago, and they'd go around the country, and they would meet you know, common people and tell extraordinary stories of ordinary people. And then when he died, it came out that he had a completely separate family from the family that knew him as their father. Oh, no. Total separate family with like a couple of kids. He put them all through college. (laughs) It wasn't like he got in the Winnebago and just ran. He just, for a number of years, was dad- in two homes. Now, the second home had to know that they were the second home. Right. But the first home had no idea. Wow. This is pre-internet. Like, people can't just go on and go, no. i got a secret. No, of course. Everyone's going to look up whoever you're dating. Yeah, you're there were no Facebook to- You're going to try to look oh. up their, their grams and everything like that. Yeah, now you got to think about so much. Like, if you go do something that you know a friend of yours would like for you to have invited them, you got to- oh, yeah, Nobody goes on Facebook. Oh, nobody. Nobody posts anything. Because uh, these people like to come with me to places like this, and quite frankly, I can't stand them. But I don't have the courage to tell them that, so no photos yeah, from so, our outing here media, today. Social media blackout is what is I Is that what that. it means? That's what I do. Is Can that I, what you do? Mm-hmm. Who are you avoiding? Me? Uh, no. You afraid I'm going to see you? So, hey, you didn't invite me. No, more more like uh, we get invited to multiple things on one day, and then right. we have to, unfortunately, we get put in this position where we choose, and we know that that person is not going to handle it well. He and his wife are budding influencers, and oh. he gets invited to things as an influencer. I won't say what it was, but yesterday he's like, I don't think I have the time to go. And I said, listen, man, I guarantee you that's a dog-eat-dog world. You want to keep getting invited, you got to show up, yes, man. Threat and like no, I'm just what? saying. I'm just saying. Uh, these people probably don't play around. You know, the if you, if you're not there to do selfies, do the thing, you maybe miss one or two, and then you're off the list. So sometimes I think you just have to show up, take two selfies, and get the hell out of there yeah. in order to stay on the list. Like Jane but, Fonda. 
I yes, she knew how to do it. She's a pro. Um, but I saw a story today that I meant to bring up on the radio and I didn't. That the new thing, which turns out to be a whole bunch of bullshit, just like everything else online. But the new thing is the uh, the D influencer. Have you heard about this? These I are saw people. That story, yeah. like, these like, are is in like they say, don't buy this. Oh, don't buy oh, that. Oh, okay. And people, and of course. The social media people are the most ignorant. It's as if they've never lived in the real world. So gullible, easy to scam, always going to be just an absolute innocent little lamb, not knowing about the world behind them, highly exploitable. And so apparently people fell for this. But in reality, it's just upside down. It's just a, a funhouse mirror. <clears throat> the de-influencer is just telling you not to buy the things that – Compete with the thing, like with, with with the products that they're supposed to be influencers. D E so D influencer. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I'm gonna write this down. This is interesting. I, I haven't. I mean, it's I've the seen opposite it. of your problem. I, I've seen it. This on, is D E. I've seen that. Not E D. I've seen them as on TikTok, but usually what happens is, is they'll promote like they'll take take a more expensive product and say, "Hey, instead of using this really expensive product, right." Why don't you use this and said it does has or it has But they're these not benefits. actually uh, but a de influencer of the first product. They are a, an influencer under the radar for the second product. Right. Exactly. Hmm. So that's what I thought. So, but this is interesting that these people are not pitching anything to you. Are they're people in a- their twenties today the dumbest people in their twenties ever? Like since before? I guess you have to go back. They know how to read, kind of. Kind of. The Bible says. It's the same. <laughs> no. 1800s. But I mean, there was a time where most people were illiterate. That's right? what I'm saying. So they, we're going to make, we're, we're going to, by the way, the only reason that people became literate was so that they could read the Bible. Right. The whole Martin Luther thing, stop trusting other people to tell you what that book says when you could teach yourself how to read and you would, so you got to give the Bible that. Because when Mary Ingalls could still see, she was a, a teacher. And uh-huh. She went, and then the, the woman there that was threatened by her called her a Jezebel and a hussy and stuff. It turns out at the end that that woman couldn't read the Bible. That's right. But Mary could, mm-hmm. and she schooled her. I, I don't know what that's from, Little House Little on House the Prairie. Little House on the Prairie, yeah. Was that one episode or yes, just a full book? Yes, one episode. She threw Mary in a pit. This was a Mary could still see. I didn't know that Mary couldn't Mary see. went blind, yeah, and she and then... Then she got married. What, what season did she go blind? I don't know. Oh. So that was the that was the actress playing the author of the books. Mm-hmm. Mary Ingalls is no Laura Ingalls is the author of oh. the books. Laura Ingalls Wilder. Somebody that's on Fox Business was on that show. The older daughter. Then that's Mary Blonde. Yeah, yeah, that was. She's Mary. been on Fox Business for no years. No way. Yeah, look it up. Go to IMDb, find that actress, and then look her up. Fox News. No, if you just go to IMDb, look at Little House of the Prairie. That's going to be the easiest way you find that actress. Is that Lou Dobbs? Through. Yes, it is Lou Dobbs. Oh, my God, Melissa Francis. <laughs> yeah. I think she's still at Fox Business. Wow. According wow. to her, my... Wow. Owen Wilson. Wow. <laughs> or I Joe Rogan. Knew yeah. that. Wow. <laughs> Whenever Joe wow. Rogan sees something up on the screen, wow. Uh, Jamie. Okay, <laughs> she didn't up. play Mary. She played somebody else. I don't know who the characters are, but she was a regular. Oh, boy. She wrote a book about how her mother was a horrible woman who forced her into show business. Adria on our Von Hester Doctrine Facebook page says she played Cassandra. Cassandra? Yeah, I don't know who that is. Is that a sister who would visit They were the cousins who replaced them for one season, like on the Dukes. Oh, no. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Landon was there because I've heard her talk about what a nice guy he was. I bet he was a nice Actually, guy. Actually, it was like her parents were so horrible that when she was a kid, she gravitated toward the TV parents because they actually treated her better. I guess her mother was a big old stage mother. <laughs> I didn't read the book, but apropos to nothing, you got to 
you got when you get home or later in the day, you masturbate. Have to, well, I'll do that too. Okay. But together, uh, you want to no, zoom? No, I don't want. Let's you call. do a zoom. No, no. I want to. No. Over the phone's not better. this time. I can hear. The let's have some better alone time. You, that much bigger. You have to pay attention or at least look at some of AOC. Just this is a quote. They're they're doing hearings about the Twitter files today in the House. Yeah. Well, talk about it because I'm sure WSB won't be tomorrow morning. She says we're talking about Hunter Biden's half fake laptop story. This is an embarrassment. Half fake. She's scolding him. Now it's half fake. Yeah. What is the part that's half? Himself. What what part is fake? Yeah. What part is fake? I don't know. These people just, there's a narrative, just keep pushing it. We don't want people to notice this. Keep telling them. You know what? Put it in the science thing. It's the people who don't believe in science are the ones who believe that the Hunter Biden thing is all, is only, is is all true rather than, she's admitting it's half true. Half true. What half Wouldn't you she, say half true if you mean half fake? Half fake. No, your people told us it was Russian disinformation, so you should be on the I spot. I don't care about the that. Question, the question should be asked of you. On this date, do you still maintain that it was Russian disinformation? She'll have to say no, and so thank you for admitting that you lied, because here's the deal. You always knew. Mm-hmm. You want to know how I know that? Because everyone in fucking media all knew. But it's okay. They protected us from a second term of Donald Trump. And I think we can all agree that it, you, no matter what, distort time and space reality itself. Do whatever the fuck you have to do. Um, job well done. Yeah. Along the way, you got to crack a few eggs if you want to make it up. Name me one. Denver omelet. <laughs> What's up? It's so annoying. But you me. can see. I can't Only even when it. I pay attention, though. I, I can't even. I don't pay attention. You don't. Because I, I, I get too, as you can see, I get too riled up. It's better just to go, they're all assholes, they're all liars, all Democrats, all Republicans, everyone in media, including yours truly, just laugh about it. Just laugh about it. You're not going to reform it. You're not, whoever you are, from wherever you are, you are not going to reform this country. This country done. is so fucking corrupt. It's so, it's just... It's systemic. It's so deep, and you're one person. So laugh. Enjoy yourself. Thank your lucky stars if you just live your life in a way that's pretty fucking good and better than most people on the planet, and stop looking for the ideal. The day you die, this country will be either more corrupt, at least as corrupt as it is today, but hey, for the most part, you've got not the constitutional freedoms that are guaranteed to you, but more freedoms than a lot of people simply out of wealth. You have more freedom to travel, to see the world, to know people, to, you know, I mean, even if you're, even if you're poor, a Greyhound bus ticket doesn't cost much if you want to get out of wherever the hell you are and go wherever. Gas prices, though. I know, but you can save up for three years and get a ticket to Cleveland. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Want to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Celebrate what you have. As corrupt as this government is, our lives are still, in general, much better than most people who have ever lived and died on this planet. So you have to hold on to that. For now. But I'm telling you, the corruption, the lying, the lying. She's going to say, oh, it's a half fake. Yeah, what does that even mean? Hey, let's sit, down and, let's sit down and talk, AOC, because this was not only all fake, it was Russian fucking disinformation. I sense a little bit of a change, and not being a complete and total idiot, I'd like to stop you for a moment and say, what is that change? When did it happen? What is it? To what degree is it? 
But no, there's a lot of dumbasses out there that if I keep telling them that people who think a Hunter Biden laptop is real are the same people that you hate because you follow the science and they don't. If I just keep that going with the promise that I will protect you from Trump, then we can lie and lie and lie. There's nothing fake about the Hunter Biden. The New York Times, the Washington Post are just two of several media outlets that separately have gone and done the forensics and come back with, yeah, you know those right-wing outlets like the Washington Post and the New York Times have separately done the forensics and come back with, it is all 100% real. There is zero, not half-fake AOC, count with me, zero Russian disinformation involved here. And the people who told you that it was Russian disinformation, the people from the intelligence agencies and the media who promulgated it, every one of them always knew that it was real. And that's the problem, not the fact that Biden wasn't implicated right. in anything right. or that his penis is at right. Joe or boat. Hunter. Hunter's Biden's penis is everywhere. It's that the media colluded with the, the well, the, well, it's not collusion. They it's, reported what the agency listen, told Listen, we them. had to protect this country from yeah. a second term of Donald Trump. Yep. Now, when you're talking about that kind of force of evil, then rules get bent. I mean, let's not even fucking have a discussion about this. We're saving people from themselves. Yeah. We went to college. A lot of these boobs in the Midwest that are following this guy didn't. Sad for them. But one thing we know is that we're smarter. We have positions of power. And every once in a while, you've got to step up and protect people from themselves. In a democracy, if you want a democracy to live, sometimes the elite has to protect the unwashed from their own ignorant opinions. And when the uh, the unwashed are going to give someone that evil a second term, let's no, we're not even having a meeting about whether we break the rules. We break the fucking rules because we're saving people from themselves and they're dumb and we're smart and they can't save themselves. It's an act of charity. That is why we're getting rid of Russian language in Ukraine, because you can't have your enemy's oh, yeah. language oh, there. Oh, yeah. You're, you're banning the language. You've banned uh, any political party. Is it possible to run for president of Ukraine against Zelensky? Oh, the answer is no. And you might say, well, they're at war. And I would say Bush beat Kerry while we were at war. Lincoln won <laughs> in the middle of a yeah. civil war. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, but this motherfucker, this saint who just had to outlaw any political party that disagrees with them. Elections? Well, we're in a forever war. When forever's over, we'll have our next election. Yeah, it's only temporary, guys. Tomorrow, maybe. Yeah, yeah tomorrow. But not likely. Yeah, was but- it Macron? Somebody said, I, would, I wish this would have gotten out earlier. I don't know if it was Macron or some other world leader. Before Putin went into Ukraine, when we were, it was all building up, I think it was Macron. One of these leaders asked Putin on a phone call if he was going to kill Zelensky. And Putin said, I'm not going to kill Zelensky. And then he said, no, I really want to get your point of view on this. Is your plan to kill Zelensky? And twice he was told by Putin that he would not kill Zelensky. It's got to make you wonder, like, could they have killed him and they've decided not to? The weird thing going on in Ukraine, Ukraine right now is there's been enough resistance here that they have started to tell Zelensky, we need to know where this money's going. We need to know where these weapons are going. Because everyone who doesn't want to talk to you that has knowledge 
Like, well, yeah, 30 to 40% of it will end up on the black market. That's If you want to throw stuff into this arena, that's what you're going to have to deal with. But most of the taxpayers paying for it don't know that. So they'll tell you, you know, that much, you know. So now, because there's been enough backlash to that, you're, you're reading these stories where, like, certain people in the government are being fired. And, and it's a big shell game. It's actually, it's a, it's a kabuki because they're all corrupt. But they recognized in the name of what needs to be done, a few of us need to raise our hands and be the fall guy. Yep. Hey, you go to a dacha, you'll be taken care of. But uh, for today, with the United States, you're the fall guy, you're the bad guy. We told them, we found out what you were doing, and we got rid of you. Which has really got to be a pain in the ass in the middle of a war. Like, so this has got to be like, can I fucking, do I need this shit? Can't I just enjoy Bono and parties? (laughs) Now I got to try to get rid of the corruption that every media outlet in the world said was the most corrupt country in that part of the world up until February of last year. (laughs) Funny. All you got to do is go look for those stories. They're still online. They all have 2019 or before as a year on them. I guess all that was, uh, oh, you know what they were doing back in 2017 when they were reporting about how it's the most corrupt country in in uh, Europe? They were, uh, they were uh, spreading Putin's talking points before he even had them. That's what they were doing. That's how evil this motherfucker is. And by the way, he is evil. I play piano with my penis. Zelensky or? Yeah, he, he did a video playing the piano with his junk. I, I'm, I'm reading this uh, uh it's just, yeah, Putin's evil, but he's no threat to my grandson. The people who are doing stuff for me are supposed to protect my grandson. That's, there's a lot of evil people. There's a lot of bad people who run countries. When we are opposed to them, take a look a little deeper. There's almost always some sort of natural resource involved. Because <laughs> otherwise, I go, hey, he's bad. He's got to be stopped. I, I could probably produce 12 names right now. The dictators who are being horrible to their people. Justin Trudeau, for example. Exactly. Look what he did to his people. No, wait, but we com- don't need maple syrup. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we have com- plenty. We've completely stopped talking about the Uyghur Muslims, too. Like, like that story just Well, I'm surprised. Out. It'll come back because we're being more groomed for, for China. I'm surprised. I haven't seen anything about it. Well, we have too many companies that be implicated. That's why. Biolabs in Taiwan. You really want to pay? You want to pay $30 more for your Nikes? They keep that whole Uyghur Muslim thing down. <laughs> Shut Otherwise, the Otherwise, it's going to cost way more. They can make them in Belize. Not, you can't do – nothing is cheaper than slave labor. That's true. <laughs> I hear Belize is beautiful. At the point that you have to respect somebody's civil rights at any level, it's going to cost you a little bit more. We uh, are being war-groomed for China, man, every day in the aggregators. On a lighter note, Wait guys. a minute. How did we miss this? It turns out these are the worst people of all time in the history of the world. <laughs> and can you imagine? Can you imagine a scenario by which China has more influence over the South China Sea than the United States of America? Outrageous! Why do we always pick the teeny country <laughs> that can never win? We're Ukraine against Russia. Look at it on a map. Taiwan versus China. Should have let MacArthur take care of business back in the fifties. And Patton too. That's that true. way they would have had the nuclear explosions in the fifties, and I never would have been born. An answer from earlier in the podcast, thirty. Kit says that in 1981 they opened up the first Chick Fil A at the Los Angeles Centrio Center. Wow. Sen- oh, Century City, Excuse- I believe. We it Century- says Cerrito Center. Cerrito? Am I Re- saying it right? C-E-R-R-I-T-O-S. Cerrito Center. C-E- what? C-E-R-R- Cerritos. Cerrito Center. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's there's some Spanish, Cerritos. there's some Spanish Cerritos. flavor out there. Thank you. 
Mr. White Boy. Thank you very much, Mr. White Boy. Name me one. You've made us all look very good today. Name me one. TT FN. Yamamoto, the whitest boy in America. It's ironic. How dare you? Thanks for listening to the Von Hessler Doctrine podcast. Remember, you can hear the show every weekday from 9 to noon right here on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's news and talk. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.